Hello, it's Ed Gamble here from the Off Menu podcast that you're currently listening to. I am on tour now. The show is called Hot Diggity Dog. Make sure you go and get yourself a ticket. I'm probably coming to a town near you if you live in the UK and Ireland. And Ireland, Dublin and Belfast. Do go to edgamble.co.uk, buy yourself a ticket, and I'll see you for an evening of Hot Diggity Dog. Hot Diggity Dog! Thank you, James. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back, everyone, to the Off Menu Best of 2021 episode. This is part two. Man, this is exciting. Part one was so great. I'm looking at the list of stuff we've got to play you in part two. I'm, I'm so proud of our podcast, Ed. What an absolute load of nonsense it is. It truly is a big old pile of rubbish, and we're very excited to bring you the choice bits of that rubbish. Right now, on this episode, it's the only episode James ever listens to. I'm very excited for him to hear all of this stuff for the first time because there's some pretty incredible clips in here. Let's kick off, as we always do in the off-menu restaurant, with water, James. A couple of water clips for you. Always ask the guests still of sparkling water to start off their meals, and two guests had very strong opinions. I'm talking, of course, about Big Zoo and Juliet Anuga. We always start the podcast with still or sparkling water, Big Zoo. I'm definitely still. I, I definitely used to hate sparkling, but now I can appreciate the goodness behind it. But nah, still all the way. You know what I like? Mm-hmm. I like the Turkish water in the boss man shop. You know the one in the shop that's looking like, it's not one of the big boys. It's not Volvic, it's not Evian, uh-huh. not all them lot. Yeah. And uh, there you go. You just know the pH level. It's just there. So is that based on taste? You know, that the random water from the Turkish shop, mm-hmm. is that... Based on taste, or is that like because you know you're drinking like underground water? You're not drinking the same water as everyone else. You're not drinking that mate. Yeah. You're not drinking from the mainstream. I'm basically a hipster, ain't it? Hipster of water. Nah, <laughs> it's it's more time. I can't lie. I do love a Volvic, yeah, but more time for the people. Then for the, 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 the it's just the pH. I don't know what it is. The water just it just tastes cleaner. I don't know what it is. I think the big boys they just got like people tell me everyone has like the best pH balance, whatever, all that stuff. But I 
think I, the, the Turkish boss man water. If you don't know what I'm talking about, trust. Or Nestle. Nestle got a big boy water. That's what I got right here, but I took off the tag. But this uh-huh. one, see the bottle is shaped like this. It's very flimsy. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's like that goat water. You would like Turkish boss man water, though. Mm, yeah, that's sure. what you would like. I like that you went from sort of like an obscure Turkish boss man water, the one where you don't really know what the name is, either that or Nestle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but you know what? They're not really that known for water, ain't they? Let's be real. They're not like big <laughs> in the water game. So, like, that's why I kind of still I kind of respect them more than yeah you know what I'm saying Volvi, Ivian, XYZ like all of that like. it's like saying you don't like Keanu Reeves' films you just like his grunge band yeah <laughs> the thing is with Nestle Water I've seen Nestle Water on the shelves before yeah. and I've just thought no I can't even imagine it because I'd look at it and go Ugh. It just seems like it would be creamy. You're looking at it going, that, that's not going to be proper water. That's, that's going to taste of Kit Kat. Yeah, weird, <laughs> creamy. Like, that's, I, I don't want that. <laughs> I, I'd much rather have Turkish Bossman water than Nestle yeah. water. Listen, yeah, after Turkish Bossman water, it's definitely the Nestle water. Then we go Volvic, yeah? Nestle water over Volvic every day. Trust me. Really? How do you get into Nestle water? How how did you cross that uh, barrier in your mind of thinking this is going to taste like a Yorkie? Ah, boom. So, my friend loves water. Doesn't drink other things. He only drinks like a Sprite once in a while. Is that Tubsy? No, not Tubsy. Hi, I'm saying my friend, but you know them. You know them. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Any of our listeners haven't seen uh, Big Zoo's Big Eats before. Yes. Uh, Big Zoo is joined by his friend Tubsy and Hyder. Yes, that I went secondary school with. My little mates. Hyder is a big complainer. Yeah. And his family installed a tap. That's a purified tap. So, you know, like some people just have, like, tap water. Some people, like, put the tap water in the fridge. Some people have, like, a Brita filter, you know, with the, with the jug. This guy installed a tap just for filtered water, like, in the house. I don't know how much it costs, but it's like a fountain of heaven. You go to the house, and I swear down, I go to the house with empty bottles just to get their water because it's, like, the perfect pH. But obviously, the guy that sold it to them spun their brain, gave them, like, a lot of pH testers yeah. to, like, show them other water is basically shit, Yeah. <laughs> So he would like make us go to the house, drink his water, test the pH, then drink like a Volvic, an Evian, then a Nestle, and be like, see, see what see, 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 see I'm just talking about. Like, <laughs> and then he was basically trying to get us all to install these water things. I felt like he's getting a commission or something because it's all he was talking about for like a year. He's just telling us how his life's changing. Still all sparkling water, Julie? Stupid question. Still. Next question. <laughs> Pop <Pop-dobs> up bread. <laughs> Why did you not even add this in? What was the point of this bit? I fucking hate it. <laughs> who, who wants sparkling water? Sparkling water is an example of how human beings have ruined the earth, yeah? Because there's so many things that just naturally exist. Yeah. And uh-huh. for some reason, we were just like, no, we're going to do extra things to supernatural, normal shit. And someone said, Let's make water bubbly. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. It should be illegal. Next question. So <laughs> is, is the whole of your menu and everything you eat, is that, is it, do you only eat things that naturally occur without any man-made interference? That's a brilliant question, Ed. The answer is no. No, but I think water is, it is the purest thing that exists mm-hmm. on the planet. Why would you change it? What person was so bored that they thought, I'm going to change water? It's like the fucking basis of all things. 
and they said, I want to, I don't like it. It's, just, it's arrogant, actually, if you ask me. It's arrogant. <laughs> Fuck sparkling water. <laughs> Thanks, Julie. I mean, that episode, mm. me and Julie had a tension about custard later on. I loved it. Head to head, the two of you. I, I was there just goading it on the whole time. You love it when other people argue with me, don't you? Really enjoy it. It doesn't happen enough, actually, yes. in my opinion. But uh, look, speaking of cold drinks, if iced tea is ever picked, we always ask one question, Ed. You know that, right? And the people who picked iced tea recently, Todd Barry and Jeff Rosenstock. Let's hear from them now. I don't think you guys do this in where you're from is iced tea. <laughs> yes, we, we're familiar with iced tea. Are you? We do, we do have iced tea, but not to the extent that you do iced tea over here. Yeah. Yes. Are we talking like <laughs> sweet tea? I've seen people have sweet tea. Sweet tea stuff, is... Which is crazy. It's unbelievably sweet. Yeah. Sometimes you can do a half and half. Yeah. You just give me, I'll give me a hit of both of those. Uh, I mean, sweet tea is delicious, but it's also like I, you feel guilty as you're drinking it. Sure, but with this meal, but with a bunch of lemon, four, oh yeah, maybe I carbs anyway. Maybe I have like a moderately sweet iced tea. Mm, okay. I don't know how boring that's. I sound like the most boring guy in the world. But that <laughs> iced tea. I mean, eight beers. I'll have eight beers. <laughs> what flavor would you like the iced tea? What flavor? Yeah, is there like is it like lemon or peach or something? Oh, uh, you know, I once got a pedicure in Dallas, and uh, <laughs> you know what, Todd? I was not expecting that to be the next sentence. <laughs> no, but I remember that it was, uh, I was, I was staying at a fancy hotel, and I was working with someone else, and they had uh, they gave us a hundred dollar credit at this fancy hotel, so I said, I'm gonna fucking go get a pedicure. <laughs> and I just remember this nice woman giving me talking to me, giving my pedicure. She goes, you want some peach iced tea? Yeah. It's like, yes, I do. <laughs> it was fucking delicious. But the peaches I don't eat. That's the weird part. Yeah, eat peaches, yeah. but you no, have it. Peach iced tea, tea it was, it was phenomenal. Would you like the pedicure peach iced tea? <laughs> yeah, we, we can give you that at this dream meal, the pedicure I think I don't know tea. if I'd want the peach flavor overpowering those spicy fries I just ordered. <laughs> so I'm going to say a regular, like a black tea, whatever standard southern style, half unsweetened half sweet Great. with a few lemons maybe even a lime maybe even put a lime in <laughs> there with the lemons I just, I just i just made a game time decision about that <laughs> <laughs> so now i'm imagining you as a character in to kill a mockingbird or something oh really sitting on a porch drinking your iced tea <laughs> having a pedicure eating japanese curry, yeah. <laughs> japanese curry. <laughs> that classic that classic <laughs> chapter that'd be good uh, what about where do you stand on an Arnold Palmer. Oh, those are good. Yeah. Think about Arnold Palmer's though. It's like I can drink one in like two seconds. Right. It just goes down, so it's great. But then you just feel like, oh, do I get another one? Then you're like, oh, it's all that sugar. Cause so is that is that lemonade and iced tea? Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Very sweet. Yeah. I like them. It's re they're really good. Yeah. Yeah. But you are right. They go down very easily. Yeah. I mean, depending on the hot, the heat, the temperature uh -huh. of the the weather. <laughs> the temperature of the weather. Not the temperature of the iced tea. How often do you drink iced tea? You know, it's interesting. <laughs> Wait, I just realized it's not interesting. Uh, I remember doing an interview about food, and I was like, it was years ago, about like, well, I love going to coffee shop. I love iced tea. And then I realized, I don't order iced tea. I order coffee 99% of the time I go to. Uh -huh. But iced tea is good instead of a second coffee. Like in the morning, you have a coffee. In the afternoon, I don't know. That second cup is fine, but it does not even nearly as inside. But a nice iced fucking mm. tea. Oh, my God. Do you think iced tea drinks iced tea? 
I have an iced tea story if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I did his podcast. Right. I got my, I uh, had a publicist at the time. She's like, Ice T wants you on his podcast. I was like, really? <laughs> uh, okay. And uh, so then I, I booked it and I took a bus to his house and uh, went inside his house and he's very nice. But I could tell he's like, he's like, what's your last name again? I was like, okay. <laughs> I know he had like a 25-year-old comedy nerd, I think, right, booking okay, it. So he's yeah. like, he's asking for all his favorites. But he was really nice. But I remember he, he this is in ice, it's kind of surreal, like a taking a bus to Ice T's actual house. Yeah. And Coco was there. And but he, he he asked me if I want something to drink and he gave me a glass of ice water and I was like, holy shit, Ice T just yeah. gave me ice water. <laughs> it's one of the most surreal experiences in my career of show business. Crushed ice? Uh, no, he had cubes, I believe. What was Ice T's podcast? <laughs> it was a lot about hip hop and rap and I you know, he had guests on who would just kind of meander in. Oh, right, okay. And I just felt like they would be talking about rap, and I'd be like, I, I don't want to chime in. Like, fucking, <laughs> but I feel like I'm not saying anything. But I remember one point he's like, I get you. I get you. But he was nice. <laughs> so now what you, you want, really, because now that ice tea's giving you some ice cubes, yeah, you need ice cubes to give you an iced tea. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's false. That's, that would be just complete this. Because I bet, I bet no one's had that. No. But no one's had both experiences. Nice yeah, I mean, I've actually been able to get both. See, now you're things. making me feel inadequate because I was all exci- I was pretty satisfied with the ice water from iced tea. But uh... where does vanilla ice stand in all this? Oh yeah, oh, I got a vanilla ice story as well. Excellent. <laughs> Go for it. This is not much of a story, but I was on a plane, sitting in coach, going to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and this guy gets on. I was like, sits in coach, a few rows behind me, and just sits down, puts his hat over his head, and falls asleep. I was like, who's that fucking guy? I think that's Vanilla Ice. So then I look at my phone and like he was just in town. I was like, holy shit, I'm on a flight with him. So then we ended up, we landed in Fort Lauderdale and we ended up washing our hands next to each other in the men's room. And he, I just remembered that he washes his hands like he's about to do surgery. I was like, all right, good for you. Because I'm kind of a hand washer. I was like, all right, you, yeah, scrub those hands, man. But I thought it was cool. He flew coach and he just flying by himself and... I didn't chat him up. I think someone asked, I think I saw someone ask for a picture, but uh, I left him alone. You left you left the ice well alone. You used to mind the hand washing. Yeah. I was just like, Gang oh, this is a good game. story right here. I mean, maybe it isn't, but it's, it's a life experience. I think it's good that you shared that moment with him. Yeah, yeah that was that. I think that either. that made it took it to the next level. And now, if I ever meet ice, uh, no vanilla ice, excuse me, I'll, I'll be very comfortable shaking his hand because I know he's clean. Yeah, very clean. But maybe that's why. Maybe he met a fan and he just hates his fans, so that's why he's washing Oh, that could be it. Yeah, yeah, that could be it. I do that kind of right when I get off stage. Or after I do, like, a meet-and-greet situation. Yeah, just like, sanitizing that. Get me the first... Where's the first sink? Here, here. <laughs> Are you because uh, you're a bit of a germaphobe? I am. I mean, um, there's a bit of mine I'm sure you love, but... Uh, <laughs> about how I'm a lazy germaphobe, but... Because uh, yeah. I don't really clean my floors, but I wash my hands 800 times a day. <laughs> I'm familiar with that bit, actually. Thank you for doing it live. <laughs> What's the weather like? Uh, pouring rain. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, uh, nice, just warm, uh, yeah. a little breeze, a little breeze going on. You don't yeah, need yeah, a jacket yeah. or anything like that. It's sunny, yeah. but it's not not too in your eyes or anything like that. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. just exactly what you want. Great, like iced tea weather. Oh, oh, yeah. Whenever anyone brings up Ice-T, we always ask them, uh, first of all, uh, mm-hmm. have you met Ice-T, the rapper? Yes. 
Yes. Yes. Now here's here's, well, here's, yes, here's what's been really interesting. <laughs> here's what's been really interesting. Every time someone brings up ice tea, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we ask them, "Have you met yeah, ice tea?" And, they always and the have. answer's always yes. <laughs> he's, he's a cool guy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, um, where did you meet him? My wife was a uh, publicist assistant a long time ago in New York. Uh, this is like 2006, uh-huh. and they body count was one of their clients, uh-huh. and her job one day, basically because I wanted to go to the body count show that night, <laughs> she worked on a Saturday uh-huh. uh, just going around with iced tea to like all of his interviews and stuff like that. Then we went to the show, and I met him for like a second, and then mm-hmm. we were up in the, it was at this venue in New York, uh, the Knitting Factory, the old uh-huh. one, uh, and they have this like mezzanine where guests like of the band can sit and watch the show and stuff. So all body counts, girlfriends were there. Uh, Ice T's uh, wife, Coco uh, was there. She gets a Um, shout out every time we talk about. (laughs) So somebody is sitting in Coco's seat and Coco comes up. It's like, Hey, um, I'm sorry. These are like, you know, bands like wives and girlfriends and partners and stuff. Sitting yeah. here and you're sitting in my seat and this like drunken frat bar was like fucking whatever I'm sitting in this seat and I'm sitting in the seat so go fuck it and she's like I don't no come on yeah I look you should really get up it's not your seat and he's like you I'm looking up I'm sitting here I don't see your name on it she's like okay and then iced tea like this is in my memory which. Is probably heightened. Some sense, fucking iced tea. Like comes through the green room doors. Like, who's sitting in my wife's seat? Yeah, yeah. And this goes like, oh, sorry. I said, get the fuck, security, get, get the get the fuck out of here, get the fuck out of here. And then uh, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I said, he's like, get the fuck out of here. And then he was kicked out of the show. Oh god. Always and, worth asking people. Yeah. Coco, iced tea. Coco tried so hard. Yeah, yeah, to just yeah. Be yeah. Like, Give hey, him the chance. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. We're all having a good time. Yeah. You're just you're like yeah. sitting in my seat, but yeah. And he's just you know, <laughs> drunken dipshit about it. My husband is gonna be here soon. Uh, we also ask. Uh, second question we also ask uh, is, do you think that iced tea would drink iced tea? Yeah. It's yeah. great. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's not sure. too sweet. Yeah. It's not, but it's not just water. Yeah. It's got a little kiss of caffeine in it. Yeah. It's going yeah, yeah. through the day or not. Up to you. Sure. You know? I sure. feel like Personal if Ice Tea didn't like Ice Tea, that would be the sort of fact he'd bring out at a really boring dinner party. Yeah. You know, well, of course, the interesting thing about me is I don't even like Ice Tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Oh. No, don't stop saying that. Yeah, stop saying that. <laughs> that. That's what Ice Tea's talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. And what why about, are you telling that guy that What about story? those things? That you do. Yeah, what about when you release Cop Killer? You yeah. go, oh, I don't even like Ice Tea. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, Ed, did either of those Ice Tea stories end up in the tabloids? They didn't, but occasionally, James, things do end up in the tabloids from this podcast. Bafflingly. I mean, what the hell? They pick up some really weird stuff from the podcast. And then they run with it and then don't mention where the interview was. So not only do our guests not trust us anymore, we also get no publicity from it. Yeah, we don't, I mean, it's not written on here, because, but like there was a point where I was, I was in the gym, so what? And uh, <laughs> Loose Women was on. What were you working on? Huh? What were you working on? Toes. Toes? And <laughs> M- Miriam Margulies was on Loose Women and she was just sitting there over Zoom eating a raw onion. And they were like... <laughs> And they said to her, hello, Miriam, 
what are you eating there? She said, a raw onion, because I heard that you don't believe that I eat raw onions. And they said, yes, we heard you in an interview recently say that you eat raw onions, and we didn't believe it. And I was there going, go on then, say, say where you heard it. And they didn't say it, and I was like, I cannot believe this. <laughs> that would have really spurred you on to lift some pretty big weights with the toes. You probably got a PB. Oh, I did, absolutely. Beef my toes up. Also, the whole interview, I was watching the TV, really wanting her lodger to walk in and throw a sandwich at her. <laughs> but it didn't happen. But that is not in this little clips package because, I mean, quite frankly, this whole episode could just be Miriam Margulies again. Um, here are some of the stranger tales the tabloids ran with from Sue Perkins, Martin Freeman and Timothy Spall. These were actual news stories. Would you ever, mm. ever in your life, get into a jacuzzi? Oh, forget it. <laughs> but for different reasons. So oh. for me, it's not that it's going to leach calcium from my bones, yeah. but a slick of somebody else's bodily fluids. Yeah, right, like, okay. I once got into a hot tub with a shaman at about 5am. He said he was a shaman. He was called John and he was wearing a grass skirt. <laughs> and he um, basically said he wanted to perform a ritual. Oh. And uh, oh, no. the ritual, which was a cleansing ritual, involved um, blowing raspberry vodka up my arsehole. And I went with it because I'm very open and I don't wish to be in any way demeaning to other people's beliefs. And I, <laughs> since then, I have a very deep aversion to getting into a, a, a hot, bubbling sort of arena with anybody, particularly someone in a grass skirt. So I'm going to put it out there. I don't think that was the hot tub's fault, that that story, no, that story I mean, took quite quite a few turns, and at no point did I think it's the hot tubs issue here. Mm. This is, I mean, for somebody who sort of looks quite square and nerdy like I do, I often sort of find myself, it, it's not an unusual situation that I would be in a hot tub with a shaman. Sure. Because I just, I just accept mm. and go with. These are my, I live my whole life like, like it's an improvised condition. Yeah, I mean, for me, yes and would stop at yes. the raspberry vodka up the arsehole. No, it's yes and and it's never no buts. It's always yes and. <laughs> it's yes but. <laughs> yes and oh. Um, but it's, it was a very, it, it was, it, it was a very intense experience, I will say. It was very well aimed and, um, Unforgettable. Yeah. I'll tell you the experience of listening to it. Yeah. The experience of listening to you telling it. Here's my experience. Uh, I was there, and at the beginning of it, I was like, right, at some point during this anecdote, I'm going to have to interrupt Sue and shout Papa Dom's or bread because we've got to get yeah. on to that next section. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, listening to it, listening to it, listening to it, and then going, it's the only time on this podcast, the whole time I've done it, I've gone, actually, I'm not going to shout Papa Dom's or bread. I'm going to ask more <laughs> questions about this because this is ridiculous. No, it's the kind of story where you don't want to, you almost don't want to ruin it by asking too many questions because the bullet points alone are funny. Yeah. Uh, it leaves a lot to the imagination. But I, I think, I guess what I really want to know is um, how John the Shaman uh, <laughs> phrased phrased to you yeah. yeah, this proposition and made it sound like it was a ritual when it clearly isn't. Is that really the question you want to ask the most? Well, I guess there are other questions I would like to ask. <laughs> it's, it's a complex buffet, isn't it? it yeah. I hadn't realised how complicated it was till I said it out loud. Imagine being in the thing and he, being in the hot tub and John the Shaman in any way making this sound legit to Sue. And being able to, I'd say, Joe, there's a, now we're ritual. in the hot tub. There's a really great ritual we could do. <laughs> and um, I've got some raspberry vodka, which is very convenient. Uh, do you have an asshole? <laughs> like, uh, uh, if you yes, have that, then and. we can combine them and we could do the, uh, <laughs> the ritual that I like. But this was, this was um, at a mate's house. There was a, 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 a collection of 
really good eggs, quite esoteric, quite, the shaman didn't stand out. It was a, it was a sort of cabal of quite out there people. And I was really into it. And the, the hot tub came after a lot of vodka. It was like, oh, let's just all settle down and get in the hot tub. It was then he said, and I, oh, he said, you know, you, you, I can sense you. I can sense you're unresolved. <laughs> Everybody in the world is unresolved, but they always get you with that. Since you're unresolved. And I said, yes, really hammered at this point. Yes, John, I am. He said, there's two things I can do in this situation. Can, but I, and he genuinely said, but I don't have my eagle feather with me. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so, in many ways, I dodged a bullet. That's all I can say. I feel, although, had I been on dry land yeah. and had the eagle's feather, this could be a, it could be the sort of anecdote that I would never say out loud. <laughs> we don't know. But he said, I haven't got the eagle's, oh, I haven't got the eagle's feather with me. But we can do a cleansing. And I think mm. the, the, the raspberry vodka was the nearest. It just needed to be a spirit. Uh, um, yeah. mm. And that, so he, he didn't, I, I didn't feel I needed to challenge the nature of the alcohol. So it wasn't the fla- It wasn't the raspberry flavour was not key to the... Oh, fuck, I didn't even challenge the arsehole either. It's awful. I didn't even, ch- I just was like, oh, I've had a few. You know, I was a bit younger, you know, I was, you know, I was better put together. I was like, yeah, look at it, everyone. <laughs> and it was just bang. And it was like an explosion from his mouth. It was like a real, and you know, I, yes, there was an awakening. So in many ways he achieved the desired effect, which was, I was not unresolved anymore. I was very resolved and I was very resolved to never be in a foaming hot tub ever again. This is the first time on Off Menu that when we ask you for each course, we're going to have to ask you which end you want to consume it through. Yes. Yeah. I want it blown rectally, please. <laughs> a, a high tensile. I don't know what kind of mechanism. What's like a soda? It needs, it needs to be in a soda siphon and then delivered. Yeah. I hate to ask more questions about this. I'm really sorry <laughs> that I've got more questions. And no. I wish I didn't. But, like, I'm just thinking about the listener That's here. That's blowing her nose, by the way. Yeah, yeah just, just so you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think the listener will be what because I was listening to that story and yeah, yeah okay, yeah, and then this happened. And this, I mean, this is going to sound too graphic a question, yeah. But I'm I'm wondering if uh, John the Shaman had a like uh, a straw or something yeah, thank, that he was James, blowing just, just before. He, thanks for asking this, mate. Yeah, because obviously I wanted to as well, yeah. but I'm glad you were the one doing it. Yeah. Listen, I mean, if he'd not got his eagle feather but had brought a straw, sort of weird in a way. That's intent. <laughs> Straight from the mouth. Oh, man. So it was like... Oh, God. Yeah, so it was like... It was sort of like a massive slurp and then... Like that. And it was oh, no. a shower. Which, subsequently, I've had done a couple of times, admittedly not rectally and admittedly clothed with camera crews and, like, you know, fairly feeling a bit safer on dry land. Sure. Yeah, just a big, like a really high-pressured spit. Yes. It's a conundrum, isn't it, that? Now I've unveiled it. It's a conundrum because, like, I mean, I want to know what he's up to now, if you've kept in touch, if you know what he's doing. We didn't keep in touch, no. Uh, He was an absolutely charming man. You'd have to Um, be. I think possibly still shamanising on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Possibly storming the Capitol building. We don't know. It could have been one of two ways. It's, it's... I bet you had his eagle feather then. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's de rigueur. De rigueur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know how 
we got into that. So we just asked you if you like hot tubs because you don't like bubbles. Yeah. Yep, and I did not expect it to go that way. No, it's intriguing it's... that you won't drink fizzy water because you think it's bad for you, but you'll let a man called John blow raspberry vodka up your ass. What can I say? <laughs> you know, we're, we're all made up of contradictions. <laughs> you contain multitudes, Sue. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the Jim Carrey documentary about him making Man on the Moon? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and all I could think when I was watching that is just imagine being anyone else working on that film. Just like, oh, fucking Ellie's coming in again. You can see their faces as well, Ed. You know, you, yeah. you, you know when he comes on the makeup bus and there's proper grown-up actors just going, oh, Christ, you know, like he's not only <laughs> not only doing this, he's brought a fucking camera with him, you know, it's like, and music. It's, it, for me, and I'm sure, genuinely sure, Jim Carrey is a lovely and smart person, but it was the most self-aggrandizing, selfish, fucking narcissistic yeah. I've ever seen and the idea that anything in our culture would celebrate that or support it yeah. is um, deranged I mean it's literally deranged I think you know I am a very lapsed Catholic but the idea is it's like if you believe in transubstantiation right then then you're going somewhere along the line of I lost my I became the character no you didn't you're not supposed to become the fucking character because you're supposed to be open to stuff that happens in real life you know because someone at some point someone's going to say cut and it's no good going what does cut mean? Because I'm Napoleon. It's like, shut up, man. <laughs> you know, you need to keep grounded, I think, in, in reality. And that's not to say that you don't lose yourself for the time between action and cut. But I think the rest of it is absolute pretentious nonsense. And I, I think it's highly amateurish. It's essentially an amateurish notion because it's not professional. It, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, for me, it's not a professional attitude, you know. Get the job done, man. Fucking do your work, you know. He should have got fired. He should totally have got fired. <laughs> Can you imagine if he had been anybody else under the line? I mean, he would have been sectioned, never let alone fired. He would have, he would have been got rid of, you know. If it was one of the cameramen uh, sort of getting into the character of a really famous cameraman... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, my hero it. always filmed with his trousers and pants off. So can you just leave me to my process, please? Yeah. yeah so now I, I think it is that. Yeah, it's, it's partly that. Um, it's the ridiculous leeway that is given to some people, and of course, you know, I'm I'm one of them. You know, like we all get cushy gigs, and we all, you know, to a certain degree or or another, we're all very fortunate in that we get a little pass in some situations where other people wouldn't. I understand that, but. Um, Christ, I mean, there's such a thing as pushing it. I just think when you are challenging, and that's what that Jim Carrey thing looks like to me. At the, at the very, very end, he does. He, I can't remember what he does. He does or says something that is sort of pertaining to his Christ-like um, self grandeur, and he he does or says something that makes me think at the very last second, oh, is is all this a wind-up? Is this a yeah. is this a joke? Because because he is clearly a very funny person. He knows absolutely where funny is all the time. But you sort of think, oh, God, has he lost himself in this delusion of thinking he's a guru or a fakir? Because a, a fair few people do. You know, a fair few mm. people do once you get to the top of the mountain. And, you know, what are you going to do then? You know, because what else gives your life meaning? Because essentially you could argue what we do is it's, yes, it's not curing diseases or whatever. But I still think it has a nobility to it and it's reasonably important. But if it's not, then you've got to go with it. You know, Jim, you should have. <laughs> paid more attention at school if you wanted to do something more important you know i hope he was joking oh yeah we all we all hope he was joking although <laughs> just keeping everything that we've said in mind uh welcome to the podcast where one of us pretends to be a genie for the whole thing yeah so <laughs> james you know. does lose himself in the genie role yeah uh, so. <laughs> yeah that's your saving grace i think that as, as long as you don't go too far in yeah. to the genie role <laughs> then i will still have respect for you if you really start thinking you're a genie 
for this hour, I'm going to think, nah, I didn't, I didn't like that. So you just see him slowly pushing a sort of uh, pot of blue paint out of the way, going, no, no, no don't worry, I'll be absolutely fine. What are you drinking there out of your glass mug? A cup of um, my favourite tea, which is uh, Yorkshire and Earl Grey. So a little bit of the old builder in me and also the... The, the layers of sophistication has happened to me ever since I've become an actor of the parish for many, many years ago. Is it? A, it's a mix of teas? Yeah, well, yeah, two bags. Just stick them in. Always, that's what we do. We get the, in the morning, two Yorkshire or whatever the equivalent builders is, and then a bag of uh, Earl Grey. Let it become uh, so strong that you can stand your spoon up in it, and then it's ready to go. <laughs> I've never met anyone who's double-banked it, let alone cross-banked, cross the bags. Oh, cross-fertilising your tea, yeah. Well, then it's what I see. You get your, you're getting your old-fashioned um, transport calf tea, a uh, basic tea that I was sort of brought up on, and then the Ponzi kind of tea that one is introduced to the life of sophistication of a strolling player. Do you feel like if you ever let the Yorkshire tea go, then you've sort of lost something, you've, you've abandoned your past? Well, I, I think I'd lose it because it's good, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think I would find myself entering into the sort of health shoe phase and then only ignoring all that, the great stuff, the, the really, you know, the, the deep fried, the fried bread and the deep fried shit of my youth and all them wonderful carcinogenic meals that were, uh, you know, <laughs> were dished up and enjoyed and still do on occasion, still love them, you know, why not? There's a mixture, so I still have a little bit of that. And I'll go into the sophisticated as well, or the poncy, whatever you want to say, however you want to, you want to couch it. There we are. I mean, incredible that as a journalist, you could listen to those and go, more people need to hear about this. Yeah. Also, uh, I mean, a lot of those occur at the very beginning of the episode. I think what the, what the old uh, tabloid journos do, they clearly <laughs> just listen to the beginning of the episode and then run with that, which is mad because if they listen to what Timothy Spool actually said later on in his episode, which we've already covered in uh, part one of this catch-up, about him being a little skidhead boy, hypochondriac, thinking that he was going to turn into his cat a cactus and that his bum was going to be put on his nose. And then he got bought in front of a whole university lecture theatre and they were all laughing at him because he was a little hypochondriac skidhead boy who thought he was going to turn into a cactus. That's a news story. That's a proper news story. But it is, we- it is weird to double bag, double bag your tea. It is weird. Yeah. Well, speaking of weird, Ed, this is proper weird. We've had a lot of weird moments on this podcast, haven't we? Yes, that's it very much. For some reason, it brings it out of people. And we've got a little package that highlights that now. From Munya Chihuahua, Asim Chowdhury, Julie Adenuga, Nicola Coughlin, Chaparak Corsandi, Joel Kim Booster, Donald Gleeson and Mary Lynn Ricecarb. Let's hear from those guys. What a bunch of weirdos. Okay, when I was at school in Zimbabwe... We used to play with Pokemon cards. Yeah. But then one day somebody came into school and said that this kid had burnt down their parents' house because of a Pokemon had told him to do it. So we were all then told that Pokemons are demonic, so we had to all throw our, our cards in the bin. Like, our teachers made us throw our cards in the bin. So anyway, the next day someone came in and they had... Mo- <laughs> you guys okay? <laughs> every single this is the first time I've ever spoke to you and every yeah. single story has a throwaway detail 
which could be a film in itself. Uh, and it's like, just to get to why I was a marble champion, uh, a, kid in my, a kid in my class burnt down his house because a Pokemon told him to do it, and we weren't allowed to play Pokemon anymore and because uh, they were demonic. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, I keep I keep putting like everything you say. I'm like, well, I'll put a pin in that, and we'll have to come back to it. And then basically, this whole conversation is just pins that I've not gone back to. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so one day, the, the next day, someone came in and they just had marbles, and they were like, we you, we're going to start playing marbles. Here's how you play. You've got different. You can. It's a move at a time, and your job is to hit the other person's marble. So you can do like a high bummer, which is when you throw it over the shoulder. You can do like a rolly, where you you know roll it across the floor. And so we started to build up this this, this community of marbles, mm-hmm. and there was different values. So like you had the Colgate, which is the one where it's like three stripes inside, and then you had like the Demon Eye, the uh, the Dolphin Eye. The Demon Eye. I mean uh, that yeah. is come on, guys. My uh. mum actually banned me from having that in the, in the house, but I, yeah. I actually convinced her to allow me to keep it because I had another one called an angel eye so i said to her it will balance out (laughs) anyway you as a kid managed to convince a grown woman that that was fine mum i know you've confiscated my demon eye marble but i also have the angel eye therefore it balances out and i won't go to hell here's your marble back yeah yeah she said it wasn't like a hard stance like she wasn't like throw it out she just said i don't know how i feel about having the demon eye in the house and i went mum it's fine because i got an angel eye (laughs) anyway listen to my point um, because basically you win these marbles by rolling them and whatnot but what I learned is when people are really arguing over marbles during, you know, the position of marble, you could actually start to just pinch the, their marble from under their feet, whatnot, because they usually mm-hmm. keep it between their legs and then roll it. So I would go around collecting these really high-value dolphin eye, angel eye. I would, you know, I would steal them. <laughs> and I actually got to the point of I had, uh, and I I only have 10 with me now because I wasn't able to bring all of them. But at home in Zimbabwe, I have 668 marbles. <laughs> all stolen. Some that some that I have won, some that I have stolen. Now, Monia, I just... <laughs> that is what we would call burying the lead, that story. That story took mm. so long to get to the fact you've got a lot of marbles. And along <laughs> the way, there were lots of things that should be stories in their own right. Yeah. Right. So right, right. also, it mm. started off with you saying I was a marble champion, and the reveal mm. is you weren't. You stole loads of marbles off a local market. <laughs> yeah. So many you things weren't a marble champion. As a champion marble stealer. Yeah. You stole the other kids' marbles. Yeah. You but from what I can gather, you didn't play a single game of marbles. You just <laughs> no, stole them some... off the other kids, and then convinced your mum it was okay to keep them because one of them was an angel. <laughs> I, you know, I was good sometimes. I'm going to need to know more about the Pokemon arsonist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what Pokemon was it that told them to burn the building down? It must have been a fire probably Pokemon. Charizard. Like, yeah, yeah, Charizard. Charizard yeah, yeah. But I don't even know. I they just so. said, look, the Pokemon cards whispered to him to, you know, to burn the house. Look, it's very easy to access fire in Zimbabwe. Even me, I actually burnt down my neighbor's garden by mistake once. Because, <laughs> Here we go. Okay, you know, well, again, there because, we go. Okay, no, no. I'm just kidding you. <laughs> I'm going to give you the short version because, you know, push for time. But anyway, my garden story very quickly is in Zimbabwe, your garden, it's not like an English garden where it's a nice, you know, neat lawn. The grass is very long, you know, it's Mm -hmm. high grass. And a lot of the time there's no, there's no wall around your house. Your garden just goes on forever. So people decide whose garden is which. Anyway, you know, you don't have a lawnmower that can reach that far down the garden because we're talking acres and acres. 
So I really fancied my uh, neighbor's mum, and she said to us one day, she said, look, <laughs> this grass is really, it's, it's untamed. You know, what can we do? And my, I had a cousin called Mike who would visit every summer holidays, like most, you know, most people. But he always would get us into trouble. And he said to me, we can burn the grass in a controlled fire. Anyway, what happened is we set light to the grass and then obviously it just all went up in an absolute rage of flames and continued to spread through everyone's gardens. And then we just had to lie to my dad and say, you know, we don't know what happened. Uh, but, you know, her, she didn't have any grass left. It was all black. Yeah. And which Pokemon told Mike to do this? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we genuinely thought that we could stop. We could just, you know, curb the fire when we felt it was right. But it just yes. sort of got away from us. It happened. Yes. Because, as he said, we could burn the grass with a controlled fire. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is a thing you can do, but I don't think you then just throw a match at some grass. I think you have to do things beforehand to make sure it stops burning. Yeah, yeah. I know that now. I was just a kid at the time. I was was not to know, you know. And from what I gather, it's because you fancied this lady. Mm. You fancied your friend's mum, and you wanted to cut the grass Mm -hmm. so that she would maybe see you as a potential suitor just so that she would just to get points yeah just yeah. point scoring and being points. like look i can do macho things even though yes. I'm a, you know well you did the most macho thing you burnt down all the garden i'm quite an obsessive man right mm-hmm. and when i get into something i really geek out on it and i was really for some reason i was really obsessed with that come dine with me episode you know the guy who's like yes. dear lord yeah what a sad little life yeah you have all the grace of a reversing dump truck that guy yeah 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 exactly i'm not wearing boxes but I, i'll show you in a minute but yeah, um, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, no, um, but that sounded weird. But yeah, so I was really obsessed with it, like to a point You're not where, boxes. like, I knew, I knew it was. Yeah, I know I am wearing boxes. Sorry, I meant I'm only wearing boxes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, I'll show you in a minute. Uh, Fucking hell, yeah. that sounded so creepy. But I'm sorry, guys. No, no, I, I am just only wearing boxes. I was about to stand up and show you something. Okay, I thought you were going to be our first guest to be Winnie the Poohing it during the record. Yeah. Um, how's that? You good? He got his dick out in the first five minutes. <laughs> Um, yeah yeah, so anyway i was really obsessed with that whole moment and i don't know why like and i know it was already i knew about it before but i really really got into it and then i was like analyzing it and i did like a youtube breakdown video and this was during lockdown as well so i was like i've started a vlog that i like quit after three eps and i started a podcast that i quit i started doing twitch streaming that i fucking couldn't be bothered with i'm like that like i get into something and i just give up anyway so before this i was on holiday before lockdown and I was in the jacuzzi and I sprained my ankle. So basically for two days, I was just inside the hotel. And then I just obviously was watching stuff. And then I then I was on Photoshop and I just made a design of the come dine with me guy, his face, and then the other people in the background. And it says like, you know, enjoy the money, Jane, or something like that. Oh, no, 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 sorry. It says... I can't remember what it is. Enjoy the money, Jane. And it was just a really cool design. And I yeah. put it on Twitter, like, as a joke. I was, yeah. like, bored as fuck, whatever. And it went viral, and everyone was like, okay, where can we buy this? And I went, no, 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 I'm not. I don't sell T-shirts. Like, I'm an actor. I don't. That's, that's not my profession. <laughs> I'm not in the fashion industry. But I had to make them. So I got them designed, and, you know, they went, it went mental. And then it then became this whole thing where, like, the actual Jane from the episode – she wanted one and she got into my DMs and she started like basically having a go at me being like, you got it all wrong because I analyzed it so deeply that I actually realized that um, Peter, the, the guy, the dear Lord guy, he was actually the victim. <laughs> really? A hundred percent. Like, So for people who don't know about this moment on Come Diamond Me, it's when the, at the end, 
Jane has won, mm-hmm. and Peter, whose house the last episode was in, yeah. thought he'd got it in the bag, yeah. didn't, and he takes it very badly, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he's reading the results, he gets out the paper, and yeah. he says, and in fourth place, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks, he scrolls up, and he sees that Jane's won, and yeah. then he goes, congratulations, Jane, you've won. Yeah. And then it just starts the most, it's just the way he delivers it as well, the kind of, dear Lord. What a sad little life. It was just, <laughs> yeah. and then you know you have all the grace and decorum of a reversing dump truck without any tires on. It's so it's good. poetry. Like how the <laughs> fuck do you come up with that? So anyway, I became obsessed with that. I made the t-shirts. They went viral. I even okay. Now I'm going to stand up. Hold on, let me pull my box. Here we go. Oh, you're not going to see. Here it comes. Um, and then during the vlog thing I did, I even got my girlfriend to do a painting of. Um, that is a brilliant painter. That's exactly like him. That's so exactly, really and she made his, his eye and his eye red, as well. yeah. <laughs> like some Terminator kind of dude. Um, so anyway, I had a really weird obsession with it. But then it, it came full circle, like I said, when Jane from the actual episode attacked me, came in my DMs. You don't know anything. He was a fucking nightmare. You don't know, you know. And then and then we became friends. And then I sent her a T-shirt. And then I've got a picture of the, of the actual Jane wearing the T-shirt. And then the voiceover guy wanted one. So then yeah. I became. Like, it came full circle, and now I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm done with it. You say that you get into stuff, and then you give it up. It sounds like that ended appropriately, right? You followed that through as far as you possibly could. Mm. I think so, yeah. I'm very... I'm content with it now. Like, I'm done with it. Like, you know, like... I I mean, obviously, if someone brings it up, I will have a chat about them. I'll talk about the, you know, the very complex politics of it all and the social dynamics, because I found it fascinating. You know, I did a whole breakdown video on YouTube, and not for... Like, just for myself. Like, yeah. it wasn't for, I wasn't going to be like, yeah, this is going to be great content. Fuck the content. This was therapy for myself to get over this obsession. And now I think I'm over it. But I was considering making a musical or something about it. Like, a, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, basing something on it. Because I, I do think it's so brilliant. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like you're over it, to be honest, <laughs> if, you're, if you're considering uh, funding a musical. <laughs> I'm like the cookie monster, but my cookies are like, come dine with me. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got three spreads that I like on my toast. Oh, this is mad. Wait, what are they? Butter on its own. Okay. Marmite and marmalade. And if I have three different slices, I do a butter slice, a marmite slice, a marmalade slice, and I eat them in that order. No. A starter, main course, and pudding. (laughs) No. Okay, here comes the question. What is the difference between butter and marmalade? Pardon me? Between butter and marmalade? Yeah. What's marmalade? Wait, what am I thinking? What is the difference between butter and... You're thinking of margarine. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking of margarine. Okay, cool. Marmalade is what? Marmalade is like orange jam. Oh! Oh, yes, marmalade is yep, delicious. Yeah, just Googled it. Now you're holding up the Google images of marmalade <laughs> to us. Yeah, marmalade's delicious. Which one do you have? Yes. The bait one that everybody gets. I've come, you got Robertson's yeah, uh, yeah. with shreds in it. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, you go with shreds. Oh! Yeah, I'm a, I'm a shred head. Yeah, that's I'm a hard. Shred yeah, that's hard. <laughs> Okay, the Marmite thing I'm not down with, but... Yeah. And also the three spread thing is very strange, but it's Why? you. It's so. a little mini meal, start a main course dessert. It's butter, very strange. Marmite, marmalade. So you don't do jam on top of butter? No, because it's, it's a little starter. It's just the, the toast with the butter on it. And then main course, something really attacks the palate. Marmite, <laughs> oh, it's a real hefty main course. And then a lovely sweet dessert the with the marmalade. Yeah. With the shreds. I'd go marmite every slice. You're also going in the bin because that's disgusting. Thick butter, yeah. thicker marmite than you could ever imagine. Wait, you go mom, you go butter and then marmite on top. Yes, yes, Julie. Whoa, <laughs> whoa! Honestly, you two are disgusting. I'm loving it though, <laughs> but you're disgusting. absolutely vile, both of you. Wait, Ed, do you do odd slices? Yeah. 
I've only got a two-slot toaster. But do, have you ever done one slice of toast? No, I would. One slice is never enough, is it? Okay, so fine. I'd always go two Good. slices, and I'll rarely, if I want more toast, I'll rarely be able to bring myself to do more. Okay, fine. Because it's going through that action again. I'll be like, oh god, I can't do that. And yeah, plus, yeah. I've put so much on the first two slices, I've mm. gone absolutely mad. Sometimes, Julie, and get a load of this. I'll put Marmite in a bacon sandwich. How do you feel about that? Has the bacon sandwich got bacon in it? What no, Julie, no, 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 no bacon in it. <laughs> No, and no bread either. And no, uh, I'm just, I'm just sat, I'm sat in my room just thinking about it. Do you know it. what? We've asked some pretty dumb questions on this podcast. <laughs> me, and Ed, me and Ed are pretty guilty of it. But never before have we asked someone if a bacon sandwich has bacon in it. I was actually trying to help Ed out just now because the fact that yeah. you put Marmite in a sandwich that has bacon in it makes you the most grim creature on the planet. So I was trying to help you out by saying, I call it a bacon sandwich, but I don't actually put bacon in it. I was trying to be stupid right. to help you. So that, 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 that's his get out. Is that right. he can say to people, I like putting Marmite in a bacon sandwich. And before they attack him, he goes, hold the bacon. <laughs> And then it was like, oh, he's having a Marmite sandwich. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Julie, actually. I thought you were being stupid, but thanks, you're being so helpful. (laughs) But what you like to do, Julie, is you like to get the toast down for your four slices of toast. Mm -hmm. And while you're eating those slices, you've got another four slices of bread toasted in the toaster already so that you can just do it on rotation. That is disgusting. Someone just buzzed my door. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's an adjustment. Hang on. One moment. I'm sorry. Go for it. See you later. <laughs> Such nice weather today. It's amazing, isn't it? I went for a little walk before this because I, I knew probably wouldn't get a chance otherwise. A, a lady saw, recognised me. Oh, yeah. But got my name wrong. So I was walking along. Josh Whittacom? No, no. You'll, you'll love it. I looked up and she saw me across the road and she went, <gasps> James Yes. Hello. I went. What? <laughs> she went. Oh, no, no, nothing. I went away. James Pendergast. James Pendergast. <laughs> so I got locked out of my apartment <laughs> just now. Um. Yeah. That's what just happened. Also, I went downstairs and I've only just gotten used to putting the latch on, but it turns out I'm not very good at it. And then the Addison Lehman, the courier, he came back with the thing that I sent away. And then I came back upstairs and I was like, it's locked. And then I couldn't shout in <laughs> the door. To us. Um, so I had to go into my neighbor's apartment and she wasn't there. And I don't know where my key was. So I had to search around her apartment and find my key. And now I'm here. And that is the story of what happened to me for those right. five minutes that I disappeared. And that is all staying in, unfortunately. <laughs> How did you... <laughs> How did you get into her apartment? Well, she has a key. She has a cat. It's a whole... <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. It's her choice to... I don't know. What do you mean she has a key in the door because she has a cat? She's afraid about the cat. I can't remember what the story... But I ha- Yeah, but she's a very lovely lady, but she... She wouldn't remember. Yeah, I've never been... Lo- I've lived here two years. I've never gotten locked out. Got locked out twice today. <laughs> I've never done it before. It would be amazing if you just never came back to the recording, though. If you were locked out for hours. Well, I did think about that. My phone is here. So funny. <sighs> but I was like, they're gonna. What are they gonna think? They're gonna think I got murdered. They're gonna think I went down to the Addison Lee man. He literally said I couldn't. Fi- I couldn't find where to put this. So here it is, back a courier address back, and he couldn't find it. So he just said, no, I forgive. I give up. Here it is again. I thought like, that's not helpful. And then I was locked out. It was very dramatic. Are you feeling stressed? <laughs> ah no. <laughs> why would you bother? 
it's funny. My sister and I had this happen to us years ago where we went for a walk in the prom and go out right by the beach. And then we came back to where we thought our car was. And we were like, the car got stolen. And we just went, oh, okay, okay. We just have to deal with that. And then another car pulled away and it was just behind the other car. And we were like, but that was good, wasn't it? The way we just kind of dealt with it. Just went, well, the car's gone. The end. So it's good yeah. to know how you react in that situation. Yeah, but I just thought, can I sit in her house? She's got a big fright when she comes in and I'm on the couch at 8pm. And I was like, I got locked out. And I was doing a podcast and I got locked out. James, how long do you reckon we would have sat here waiting for Nicola to come back? Quite a while, I think. Yeah, then, nice. I, I think we, after maybe 20 minutes, we would have phoned you. And then we would have seen your phone ringing uh, over the cam, over the Zoom yeah. and gone, uh-oh, that's not good. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think we would have, well, we could have phoned your PR and said, look, something has happened. <laughs> Nicola's gone and she's not here. It would have been interesting. We never had someone go missing during the podcast yeah. before. <laughs> Sort of a mystery element I thought I'd bring, you know. Suddenly become a true crime podcast out of nowhere. (laughs) That would be such a good start to a true crime podcast. It really would. We were asking her, bread or poppadums, and then she died. (laughs) Saying you feel maternal about young comics. If you woke up tomorrow and your actual children were now comedians and two comedians were your children and they've swapped places, so your children now have the career of two specific comics and those comics are now your kids what swap would you want to do okay so i would like my son to have bill bailey's career and bill bailey be my boy <laughs> no you, i didn't think when well, you did the maternal over comics i didn't think you were going to choose someone older than you because that's so funny bill bailey's your little boy okay that's great that's brilliant and I'm imagining him the size of a child, but still looking yep. exactly the same. Definitely, and, and wearing dungarees. Yeah. Okay, and I think that's because I've met Bill Bailey. He's extraordinarily nice. Now, when you say you've met him, do you mean you've <laughs> stood next to him at a sink? And um, I've met his wife, and she's incredibly lovely, and I, and I would like my child to do as well in their yeah. life partner. Just to let you know, obviously, you've met his wife and she was lovely, but you are essentially breaking up their relationship with this choice because now um he's my child now he's your child yeah can she also be my child no your son's going to be married to bill bailey's wife oh that's bizarre and my daughter i think she would really enjoy graham norton's career wouldn't we all yeah but i think it's a specific thing with vivi is that she if she met you two she would find out everything about your lives from who you were dating if you were married what your favorite color was uh, what your favorite food was and she wouldn't just ask you for the sake of it it would matter to her and and graham does that thing as well where he does that uh agony aunt thing on his radio show people ring up with problems and and he sort of does the agony aunt bit and i think she would absolutely love that her her greatest thing in life would be to talk to as many people as possible intimately and have a giggle so if i could have graham norton as my child please and give his career to my daughter thank you i'm I'm now raising bill bailey and graham norton (laughs) (laughs) perfect yeah, that I that I can remember that, and I can remember the taste of my mom um, smoked uh, all the time when I was growing up, and she would um, use old uh, cans of like Coke or Pepsi as oh, ashtrays. Oh yeah. God. and I, I remember. I this is heading this. Oh, and I remember like picking up my co- can of Coke, drinking it, and realizing that it was a can that was my mom had accidentally ashed oh, into, God. like a full like cigarette. Mm. worth of ash yeah. in yeah. that can and i can remember the taste of that mixed with the coke so clearly it is oh. oh god it was so gross 
And yet I still smoked for years. Yeah, after. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who's <laughs> starting to understand why you don't like food much? I mean, like, like, it's just destroyed my palate. Again. Awful <laughs> memories of it as a child of mouthfuls of butter and fag ash drink. Oh, cigarette ash, sorry. Yeah. 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 That's in, crazy. In, in, that in was America, insane that, to hear. It, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it bad? It's so bad. In America, it means something so different. Yeah. And then you say that, it's like, I'm sorry. The fuck did you just say? That was insane to hear. That was so... It's so weird. I'll be leaving the restaurant early. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. That is... Okay. It's like, it's like I just feel like I've said, like, the worst word. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean... Like, obviously, you know what that yeah. means back home, but, like, yeah. when you're in a country that doesn't mean that... Yeah. Oh, my God. And then you suddenly realise what you've said. I feel awful. Oh, I'm going to no, enjoy watching you spiral great. for the rest of the it's episode. It's really great. I'm just spiral... Even... <laughs> He eats all the time like he's having sex that night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a bummer. Um, Joel, thank you so much for for coming to the Dream Restaurant. Um, And I can only apologize again for what James said earlier. (laughs) Well, Joel just said bummer. (laughs) Is that. Yeah, in the UK. I think you'll find in the UK that is a homophobic <laughs> slur. Wait, really? Yeah. That is not true. That yeah, is I'm true. reclaiming it, actually. Yeah. Oh. I actually can say it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why is it you only ever hear about acting roles that are losing weight? I've never spoken to any actors like, oh, I had a role where I had to put on loads of weight. It was the best time oh, of my life. Oh, there's what? loads of ones. Yeah, totally. There are. Like, well, Christian Bale has done both, right? Like, everyone yeah. wants to bail it, right? Everyone's like, I want to lose so much weight, I'm sick forever. And then I want to put on so much weight, I'm sick forever. He's He's gone both ways. But I bumped into Tom uh, Hollander while I was losing the weight, and he was putting on weight. And... He looked at me in a way that said, don't even imagine that you're the person in the most pain here. Because <laughs> he, wa- he was waking up at nighttime to like, I don't know if he was drinking ice cream or I don't know what he was doing. He was waking yeah. up. He was like, he was doing the goose thing. He was doing the force feeding thing essentially with himself. And oh, he just Lord. said he was full. Like the way I feel now, <laughs> he felt all the time. Is it more critically acclaimed to lose weight though? Those are the ones that you hear about as like, oh, they put themselves through so much, they lost so much weight. No no one's going, what an amazing thing they had to get up in the middle of the night to goose feed themselves ice cream. De Niro? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. He did pretty well off that. People were pretty... They, they were people, people, a lot of respect for Agent Bull. Some people even talk about that movie now. Yeah. yeah. I've, heard I mean, yeah. I've, I've heard of it. I've heard of it, guys. Yeah. I would find that so easy. Oh, God, I'd love to get a part where I have to put weight on. I would do it in a week. There's a story that Ryan Gosling was supposed to have a part in a Peter Jackson movie, and his idea his character, was that his character would put on a lot of... Would, have, would be very heavy. And that was not Peter Jackson's idea for the character. And I don't know if they discussed it or not, but he turned up, like, whatever, 30 pounds heavier. He'd been melting ice cream in his microwave and drinking it. Like, that's yeah. how intensely he was doing it. It can't be healthy. And he turned up and Peter Jackson was like, no. And that was it. He didn't, he didn't play the part. <laughs> oh, More man. like Ryan Guzlin. Huh? Am I right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, good. Yes. strong. Not bad. Really that. good stuff. I've heard that a lot of them do it with the melted down ice cream. Rob McElhaney did that for Always Study in Philadelphia. Well, that's amazing, yeah. But the thing is that everyone who does that, I think I just have less sympathy for the the people who put weight on because... They're, they're all people who, like, two weeks later, they're ripped again. Yeah. Exactly. I want to see a natural fatty do it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And I speak as a natural fatty, but, yeah, natural fatty. Well, you know, I, 
I could do it in a couple of weeks quite easily, I think, just by taking my eye off the ball. I did at the end of, I mean, I do think actually, I think weirdly, I do think losing the weight, like losing weight once for, for a part really changed my relationship with food, I think, genuinely. And the night that I finished that, the amount of food, they were like, they explained to me in detail, you've got to, you've got to put weight back on carefully. You can mess yourself up if you, and I was like, I understand. <laughs> I, I, I understand. I respect my body. There is no way I'll be that idiot. Oh my fucking God. It was horrific. Should I, I, I did end up getting sick. And then I did end up eating more sweets afterwards. It was all sweets. It was like I was seven again. What part was this for? Uh, it's great that you don't know about it. I'm trying to think. <laughs> it was Rabbit. worth it. It was, yeah, I, I wanted to look super slim for Peter Rabbit. No, I did a, I did a film called Unbroken that Angelina Jolie directed. Uh-huh. The part of the film that I was in was three soldiers end up stranded at sea. And it, was, it, it happened in real life. And they lost like half their body weight or something. They lost an insane amount of weight. We were losing a couple of stone maybe at most like it wasn't and we're actors there's there's real food around you're not actually starving it's all absolutely fine but um man i was an absolute dick while i was losing weight i was an absolute dick and i yeah i just became a food pervert over that time not the phrase i thought not the phrase i thought i'd use um no but that's bang on that is bang on whenever i'm like trying to eat healthier or lose a bit of weight or whatever you do just you look at the internet like you're searching out the most depraved possible stuff like more cheese more cheese i wish i'd been able to restrict it to internet time i was like standing outside restaurants and looking in at people (laughs) and wandering around supermarkets and like nodding at somebody as they took a dessert from a fridge like yeah you fucking yeah you enjoy that respect respect tom hollander taking a pint of ice cream off the shelf (laughs) weeping yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) how did eddie murphy put all the weight on for nutty professor (laughs) who do you want it's sort of sloppy who do you want to make it for you uh my an italian grandmother your italian grandmother yeah your nonna or my hot my nonna my hot italian nephew Pardon me? <laughs> huh? An Italian nephew. Well, you know that's that. not the full thing you said, is it? <laughs> you just changed he's it to... He's hot. That doesn't mean I'm going to get with him. It means he's an attractive man who can make a good tiramisu. Yeah. He's, he's, he's pretty hot. Is he? I'm, yeah. Yeah. He's subservient to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're related, but that doesn't yeah. mean I can't order him around. I'd say that he's hot. <laughs> How old is he? He's 19. Okay. <laughs> he's yeah. gonna he's gonna feed me tiramisu. Yeah. A hot teenage boy that you're related to. Turns out you were, you were Guru Dave all along. Yeah. Uh, it turns yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. This is exactly what, what Guru Dave would do. Guru Dave is disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honor, this is Guru Dave. Tiramisu made by your grandmother and then fed to you by your <laughs> by your nephew who is a teenager and you've already said it's hot. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to sit with that. Yeah, yeah. Now oh, that yeah. it came out of my mouth, I can't take it back. Yeah, yeah I guess you can't. To I mean, yeah, we all know now. Um, I mean, this isn't... Maybe would, I was thinking a you, nephew, yeah. someone's nephew. Would you like us to release this episode after, like, all the legal stuff in your life is done? So yeah, that probably. this can't be used against you That's in court? That's probably a good idea. Yeah. So I don't want this to be played. Yeah, it's kind of a problem. Listen to this. She, I'm gonna she's represent got myself. the hots for her nephew. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to really do you any favours. How about just a nephew? Someone's nephew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not That's your fair. nephew. No. Someone's I hot mean, nephew. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. What you say? Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. He's, a, he's someone's nephew, but he'll be mine. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
keep him close. And he does things for me because he doesn't know any better. He doesn't know about the world. So he's just in the kitchen making tiramisu. Oh, he's making Perpetually. it now as well. he's Yeah, it now. no, he's yeah, always okay. been making it. So the non, okay. the non is he's not He's a involved. nephew. I don't even know him. But he is yours. He's Yeah, he's in a shop in Italy. He's in a shop? It make he's like in a in a bakery. Right. Okay. So Making someone's hot nephew in a bakery in Italy. That's better. Not related to you. This is good. Yeah. This is a nice scene. Yeah. And no, it's got like an industrial scene. size mixer to get yeah, that yeah, cream yeah. really yeah. whipped up. He's got a white apron on. Yeah. Okay. But and be honest, it's a little hazy sunlight coming in the windows. You oh, know, yeah. it's yeah. late in the day, and I'm like, mm. oh, you're making tiramisu this late yeah. in the day, and he's like, I never stop. Yep. I just <laughs> extremely. Yeah. Very industrious. Uh-huh. He just loves making desserts. Oh, he does? Yeah, that's it. That's In the all hazy sunlight. <laughs> and even though I mean, you said that he's not related to you, he's not your nephew No, now, come but on, you guys. But be honest, while you're imagining him in your head, are you just imagining the face of your actual nephew? <laughs> <laughs> My nephews are very handsome. Uh, but no, I mean, come on, let's not. Yeah. I don't know why you're trying to get me arrested. No, yeah. no, God, no. I don't know why you, no. brought, you brought up it had to be her. You guys, this, yeah, I don't know why this, I brought that up. This podcast is influences people. We cannot promote um, incest. Thank you. Yeah. That's the word. <laughs> yeah. That's the word. That's the word. We're not promoting that. It's, no. it's not funny. No. It's not, um, it's not good. No. You know Benito, what? There, there you... is good and bad in the world, and that's not good. Benito, can you Google uh, Italian for incest, please? Because I bet it sounds nice. <laughs> He's Googled it, and uh, all that's come up is uh, your website. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you. Wow, James, I don't even know what's normal anymore. Those are some weird stories there, but I enjoyed every second. And you know what else? You know what else, Ed? I would like to really point out at this point. I'd like to point out that... Uh, no animals have ever been harmed in the making of off-menu podcast. Would you like to point that out? Why, why are you pointing that out now? Well, because sometimes we get letters in and people are saying like, hey, <laughs> you talked about animals in that podcast just now. And I hope that didn't really happen, what you said about that animal just then. No one, no one was concerned about Tom Hollander, but people are concerned about the animals. <laughs> the bit specifically people are worried about, there's a couple of them coming up right now from Jack D and Bridget Christie. Animals. you could catch a duck if you um, had to do something like make your own duck, duck coffee uh, I'm not sure about, I, yeah I, I, I might I might be able to catch a duck if it was in a small enough room yeah yeah how, how big a room we're talking just like, slightly bigger than a duck slightly bigger than a duck probably and then a just squash court get in there yeah not in a squash court I wouldn't have a chance <laughs> I would not have a chance because they can stay above you can't they yeah, yeah. they can do that they, they've got so there's got to be a low it would have to be a low ceiling very small room yeah where there's basically nowhere to go. A portaloo or something. A portaloo, possibly, but then that's not very appetising. Um, but yeah, I suppose with a squash court, if I had a squash racket, I might be in with a, more of a chance. Yeah. yeah. And cut, you know, some squash courts have that viewing gallery. Yes. They could escape through there, so you'd need to mm, lock that. And down, then you're you? done for. Yeah, yeah. You're not ever going to get really that. taunt you. The duck could get up to the viewing gallery and just watch you from the gallery. Just yeah. Down yeah. And be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just, just. <laughs> Because when they yeah, quack yeah. as well, it sounds a bit like they're saying Jack, so that would be really... Yeah, I yeah, know, yeah. Quack! Yeah, yeah. Quack, quack, Jack Day! Yeah. Quack, Jack Day! No, I can't believe we're all doing it now. Jack Day! 
What if you... Here's a question for you, Jack. What if you went down to the pond to catch a duck or whatever? You're, you're, you're looking at all the ducks and you're thinking about comfy duck and how much you yeah, love it. Yeah. And one of the ducks went, Duck, Jack D. At you. Yeah. And said Jack D. Said your yeah. full name. Yeah. How would that affect the rest of your day? Do you think you would go and tell people about it? Do you think you would worry that you were crazy and that maybe you just imagined the duck? And duck would you duck? enjoy com- Comfy Duck as much the next time? Because people would say to you, Jack, it probably just said quack. Probably yeah, just quack. yeah. Well, that's why I'd, I'd probably keep quiet about it. I think I'd, I'd just think what happens is that was I'd, I would just file that under things that never happened and then just <laughs> just move on from that moment. You wouldn't even tell Jane. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell Jane. I wouldn't. T- I wouldn't tell anyone. I will keep that to myself. I'll go to the grave with that. <laughs> a duck said my name out once. What, would, would, so would it affect the next time you have Comfy Duck? Would you like it as much if you? Because obviously you can still remember when the duck said your name. It's an interesting point, isn't it? And 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 it it, it might slightly haunt me really if yeah. I felt that it, it, you know that what I'm eating had once actually wanted to start a conversation with me. <laughs> Make it difficult for you. It would. You'd think, I wonder what else he would have said. Yeah. yeah. I, I now want to ask you uh, different um, things that animals could do to you and whether you would tell Jane about it. <laughs> um, so if a rabbit waved at you with its little paw yeah. and did a little nod as it was waving, yeah, would you yeah. tell Jane? Um, I... I wouldn't because no. I uh, Jane takes those things too seriously. She'll, she'd want to know which rabbit, where was the rabbit, and yeah. I'd have to go into all the details. And uh, I'm not I'm not good at chatting. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I, I said, look, that's all I, that's all there is to it. There was a rabbit waved and nodded. And there's nothing, nothing more to say. You know? yeah. I don't know any more about the rabbit than that, right? And that, so that 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 I would find difficult. So that's why I don't say much. Yeah. Because people always want to know a bit more. What if a horse opened your car door for you? Mm. Uh, if 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 that would happened, you, I mean, tell Jane. well, no, I wouldn't because I, don't, I think she would find. Well, why did the why was a horse opening your car door? And I'd say, well, I don't know why. I don't know why that happened, but it did happen. And then, but she'd want to go. She'd want to get to the bottom of it yeah. and find out what actually happened. Yeah. And. Uh, and I'm I'm just not good at I'm just not good at that. I'm not a detail person. Mm-hmm. I'll just say, look, it happened. Just take my word for it. You Let's don't need to know on. anymore. Neither yeah. do I. That's just as well because I don't. So you can't imagine a situation where an animal would do something out of the ordinary to you. You'd ever tell Jane about it? I, I I don't think. I think I'd keep it all to myself. What if it was a pet that was in the house all and you myself. could even say to her, it was that goldfish right there? I suppose if it was if it was uh, if it was a pet, I might I might kind of tell Jane as an observation that the the, 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 the goldfish waved at me yeah. Yeah. With, with its little paw and then nodded. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and that was a nice moment. And she said, oh, did he? Yeah, and that's nice. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, worth keeping the goldfish for that. My wife used to live in Paris, right. uh, and I went out there to visit her quite a lot, and we ate in a lot of places like that, some amazing restaurants. She used to live basically above a restaurant called Bulldog wow. uh, in the Marais in Paris, which is like like that sort of place. It was a product like bistro restaurant, and they did amazing confit duck. But it was called Bulldog because the owners had a bulldog that just used to walk around the restaurant 
How would you feel about that? Lovely. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Dogs welcome. Dogs yeah. are welcome in any restaurant I go to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's really nice. It's civilised and it's more, it's more home from home. It means they're not taking themselves too seriously. You know, the whole health and safety thing is a nonsense. Why, can you, why are you allowed to bring your dog into one restaurant and not another one? It's, you know, Ugh, it's health and safety. Well, why don't they have it? Well, they do because they, they know it's not true. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what if uh, you got in and that dog pulled your chair out for you so you could sit down and then underneath you and, J- and Jane didn't see it and then Jane sat down. Um, if she was in in the restaurant and she just didn't see that, she didn't see it. Yeah. She was sitting down. She was sorting this up. She was calling the chef a cunt or whatever she yeah. was doing. <laughs> and and I, 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 you're you're sitting down and the bulldog just pulls the seat out for you. And yeah. Or even better, you see the bulldog pull Jane's seat out for her. Uh, and tuck, tuck her in, and, and she, she doesn't, doesn't notice. She doesn't yeah. realise it's yeah. a dog. Yeah. That would be that would be a harder thing. But then she'd think, I was just, you know, t- just taking the piss. Is that yeah. the sort of thing you would do? Anyway? She might think, why, why you, why you keep telling me that the dog did that? You know, they're just, you know, you're spoiling the meal now because you know you're, 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 you come out for a meal and you're just lying to me. <laughs> Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. I don't think you're going to be able to get Jack in any situation where he well, we'll lets see. Jane know when an animal does something out of the ordinary to we'll, see. No. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I saw this meme that was going around, you know, one of those videos on YouTube where the uh, the crocodile eats a, cl- a, a drone. Did you see that one? No. no. There was a drone being that was flying over some crocodiles, and then the last thing you see is these big teeth come up and, and whack it and just take it out, of the, and, and it, that's the end of the drone. <laughs> and I watched that and thought it was amazing, but I didn't tell Jane. <laughs> I once saw, this is, well, I only did it once and then I felt really mean. I Because there's li- little birds that I love c- coming in for their nuts and whatnot and their fat balls, but the, the squirrels would always just get them. So, um, And I had this pole and I'd, I'd made this pole that was so high that they couldn't, but they still managed to get up it. So I put a little bit of Vaseline on the pole <laughs> and a, a squirrel... <laughs> Sort of did like a. <laughs> it, 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 well, it was one of the funniest things. Like I've a ever stripper seen. move. Yeah. Great. Went all the way Twirled down. Twirled all the way down. Twirled all the way down. And then, you... I, then I rubbed it off because I felt mean. What? <laughs> rubbed the Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> that is not my menopause sex. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. God. Oh, have they man. got? I don't think they've got external genitals, have they? <laughs> <laughs> Squirrels. <laughs> I haven't seen oh, any. God. Have you? I've not seen any school genitalia. No. So, yeah, who knows? Don't know how easy it would be to rub one off. Water. We've only done water. <laughs> Well, I think that squirrel moment might be up there with the most I've laughed, James. Yeah, absolutely love the squirrel moment. And, you know, I, I loved uh, playing that little game with Jack D, asking me if he would tell Jane about certain things. I love playing games on the podcast, Ed. You do. Especially guessing games. And Benito often cuts them out of the edit, you know? 
Yeah, he does because you you line yourself up for a guessing game, and sometimes they take fifteen to twenty minutes, and they are, yeah. to be fair to Benito, incredibly boring. But yes. sometimes the guessing games sneak through into the edit, as <laughs> as exemplified here from Jessica Vosterkew, Tanya Moore, and Nicola Coughlin. I never thought of you as a teenager. Just you and your mates. Well, see that, Dan? I'm going to make make the gals go get pissed behind a skip. And he's like, "Do you want some booze?" Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'd love some booze. Hold on a second. And then he gets like a bottle of champagne and holds it like a waiter's properly hold it with his arm <laughs> like behind the. But will, will this do? And then this so cut to you and your friends. They're going, "Hmm, very biscuity." Oh. <laughs> Notes, Jemima. Not Jemima. <laughs> not Jemima. Um, Foster, you wouldn't hang out with a Jemima. No, not one Jemima in my life. Can we try and guess your friends' names? Yes, please. My Dorset ones, yeah. When you were growing up? Yeah. Well, you've already said Sally. Yep, sorry. I gave that one away. So that's one. one. Um, I think you would have been friends with a Natalie. No, Natalie bullied me. Okay, well, that, oh, I, that, no. man, I could not have misfired more there. Just amazing how quickly I've forgotten all girls' names apart it's from Jess the, and Sally. It was, well, yeah. You'll kick yourself because they're like the names that every girl was called. Steph. No, that's my girlfriend's name. So you're not friends with your girlfriend? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so competitive. He gets in with that straight away. <laughs> well, I guess you're not friends with your girlfriend. Well, I then. guess that's a point then for me, is it? Rebecca. Becky. Oh, close, but no. Jane. No. Jane. I'm not that Jane's old. Jane's the only girl's name I can think of. Rachel. A uni friend called that. You can have that. Sarah. No. How have I not got one yet? Violet. No. Violet Beauregard. Uh, Kathy Burke. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Look, we did really well there. Uh, All we had to do was guess some ladies' names, and we came up with Violet Beauregard and Kathy Burke. (laughs) You were so close. How many guests? Are they your personal friends? Three guests. Yeah. Three girlfriends. Name them. Tasha, Joanna, Antoinette. How long you known Tasha for? What's she like? How did you meet her? <laughs> I met Tasha when I used to teach dancing. And I've known her for... Well, when I met her, her daughter was three. She's mm-hmm. now 22. She's about to be 23. So, oh yeah, 20 years almost. Interesting. Why she made the cut? What's she like? What's she bringing to the dinner party? Herself. <laughs> And yes. she's always late, so she'll be late. So she'll miss right. probably the starter. Her starter will be cold. She'll still want it, though, so it'll be cold. Um, and so you always have to make time for Tasha being late. Yep. I'd never be friends with her. She would never be invited to anything I did after the but first time all... she was late. <laughs> no, Unac- because... Unacceptable stuff from Tasha. <laughs> no. No, but you've got to wait up like this. When you have a friend, if they've got, like, two bad things, but 1,000... Good things, then you just have to deal with the two bad things. It depends oh. what the bad things are. Being late ain't that bad. It is awful, Tanya. <laughs> she t- she gets there eventually. Yeah, but if, <laughs> if I've cooked for someone and they're late and then it ruins the quality of the food, absolutely not. You're off. I didn't like it at first, but I just don't wait for it anymore. So whoever's <laughs> right, we'll start. <laughs> Fair enough. Joanna, was that one of them? Yes. What's she like? How did you meet her? What you make the cut? Joanna is. <laughs> Actually, Tasha's best friend, so I met her at the same time. Uh-huh. And we became friends separately, so now we have our own relationship. And Joanna will definitely be there on time. In fact, she'll be there a little bit early. And uh-huh. she will probably bring a bottle of wine. 
Actually, I don't like that she's early. No, she's not coming around to mine either. Not that early. She's only like 10, 15 minutes early. Then she can wait outside until the agreed time. There's a lot hanging on this. I've turned up to Ed's house early every time I think I've visited him, to be fair. I prefer it to lateness. Yeah. But mm. still, you know, I'm making the finishing touches to everything. Can I say, all of them will always ask, do you need anything? That's nice. But Tasha just doesn't bring anything, turns up late. <laughs> so she asks, but then she just turns up late, doesn't bring yeah. nothing. Whereas Joanna turns up early with a bottle but, of wine. But because you know she's coming late, there's no need to ask her for anything because you'll already have it sure. by that time. <laughs> no, point to, no, no point saying, yeah, could you bring around uh, some boiling water and some ice cubes, please? <laughs> I hate you as well now. <laughs> yeah, could you, uh, could you buy yourself a watch on the way over? That would be great. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the third person at the dinner party? Antoinette. Who is she? How'd you meet her? What's she like? What's she <laughs> what, 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 what she make a cut? Thank you. <laughs> You're definitely back to Nobbed. Okay. So, <laughs> Antoinette I met at work when my last uh, nine to five when I was mm-hmm. doing reception and she works there as well. What's she like? She's wonderful. She's very giving. Antoinette will definitely ask me if I need anything, and then probably bring a couple of bottles um, and maybe a dessert as well, and possibly some snacks. This is James's favourite person so far. So obviously I love her. But she will turn up early because she will want to help you set up and get things ready, and mm. she's that person. Ed, you going to allow that? You okay with that? If you've prearranged getting there earlier than everyone else to help set up so you know Antoinette's coming at a certain time, that's fine. I think she's yeah. my favourite out of all of your friends. Um, <laughs> you said that very strong, all yes. of your friends. All of your friends. <laughs> because it's like, I think you've got a Goldilocks situation in that you've got late, early, and then pre-arranged early, which is very much the mummy bear porridge. So I like <laughs> I like mummy bear Antoinette. She can be my friend. Okay. <laughs> well, she's my favourite as well. Okay. So uh, congratulations to Antoinette there. Uh, easily the winner. Yeah. Um, and I think we all agree. It goes then Joanna <laughs> and then way, way down at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Tasha doesn't bring anything. It doesn't help. Yeah, not happy with no, Tasha. Hey, don't say that. <laughs> not a fan. She's not that. No, don't say that. Mm, only good thing she's ever done is introduce you to Joanna, in my opinion. <laughs> Remember in the 90s, seeing Robbie Williams on a Take That VHS, mm-hmm. he was like, went to Stoke on Trent and he was eating a thing that was like in a wrap and he was like, well, this is a special thing you get in Stoke on Trent and I've always wanted it and I don't know what it is. <laughs> and it's annoyed me since the 90s. <sighs> okay. Uh, again, though, again, Nicola, we're not moving on from that. I'd like yeah, to know uh, more about what you've just said. Okay. What was the Take That thing that you were watching? Okay, so my sister was a big fan of Take That, therefore I was a big fan of Take That. I was yeah. only about seven and we watched the video of them all going to where they were from and he went to the local football stadium and he was eating a thing that looked like a pancake or a wrap and it was savoury. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's delicious. But I, I mean, I'd have to go back and rewatch it to find out what it was. But at, at that age, I was like, I want that, to eat that. So he just says, this is a special thing you can only get in Stoke-on-Trent. Yeah, but I can't remember. He, did, he definitely did put a name in it. Imagine if it was just like a fajita and all these years. I've been like, what was the magical Robbie Williams food? The likelihood is that it was just a wrap. Yeah, but I, we didn't have wraps in the early 90s, really. Yeah, that's true. It was more of a 2000s thing. How often would you say you think about the Robbie Williams wrap? And when, by the way, when I say the Robbie Williams rap, I don't mean the one on Rude Box. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I think about it 
Every three months? Yeah, mm. it's one of those things. But the problem is, now I'm going to think about it every three months, and I didn't even see the video. I've Googled Stoke-on-Trent rap. <laughs> this is, these are places that sell raps. Wizards raps, Stoke rap, U5 raps, Spectrum signs and graphics, sign makers. I think they've... That, sorry. <laughs> sorry. But, but by that point, I, I think that's what all the raps... No, weirdly, so it goes Spectrum Sides and Graphics Sign Makers, Choice Graphics, Stoke, and then it goes Pavilion Fusion, Burrito, and Rap Bar. So now we get back into raps. So I don't know what those two were on oh, there Jesus. for. FD Raps, then there's some packaging supplies. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and rewatch the Take That video. I'm going to get it out of my mum's garage and watch it on the VHS, and I'll find out what Robbie Williams' rap was. Or is it weird to tweet him? What, what was that thing you aged 22 years ago? <laughs> I, I reckon he'd answer. Don't you think? Oh my god! Yeah, he'd answer. Don't you think now? Like he's probably look. He's he's probably seen Bridgerton. Everyone's seen Bridgerton, right? So I think. If well, you, I feel like that's a really weird. That's like that's a weird question to ask to him. <laughs> it's a weird question to open with, I suppose. But I think about it all the time. Sometimes when people, I can ask friends if they put a food on their Instagram, and I haven't seen it, and then I want to go, "What was that thing that you ate then?" Because I can't not know. But I think when this podcast comes out, we're going to get a lot of heat around this question. And I think yeah. it's going to it's going to get to Robbie Williams. And I think Robbie seems like a sound guy. He's up for a laugh. I reckon he's going to tell you exactly what that rap was. What do you think is going to happen when you find out what the rap is? Do you think you're going to suddenly have a really good night's sleep? And you're like, I've not been sleeping well mm. all these years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will just solve all of the questions that I could yeah. <laughs> have just hung over me all this time. <gasps> oh, my God. I mean, I'm Googling everything here. I've Googled food you can only get in Stoke-on-Trent. There's nothing. <laughs> God, if I put in into YouTube, probably take that, Stoke-on-Trent. I don't think I've ever vocalised that I've thought about this before, but it has been a I huge understand. thing all of my life. Hey, guys, if any of you know the answer to Nicola Coughlin's no. uh, query there, no. you really should tweet her and tell her because uh, I think she could really do with knowing. I... I genuinely got a message yesterday of someone saying, I don't know if anyone's told you yet, but here's what the rap is. I don't know if anyone's told you yet. It was months ago. Good point. You should also tweet Ed. I just don't. I can't even bother to say anything funny to that. We've not had Robbie Williams himself on the podcast, James, which is a shame because if he did come on, he'd probably sing us a lovely song. Oh, I love songs being sung on the podcast. It's, It's so great. Impromptu a lot of the time, to be fair to them. Yeah. So, here's some beautiful songs from Ainsley Harriet, Sarah Kendall, Harry Hill, Ainsley Harriet again, and James Acaster as Shrek. Now, famously, you always refer to Salt uh, as Susie Salt. Mm. But when it's Rock Salt, does the first name change? Is Rob, it Robbie Rock? Ro- Robbie Rock Salt? Reginald Rock Salt? Robin it, Rock. It doesn't feel good to call Rock Salt Susie Salt. That doesn't feel no. right to me. Mm-hmm. Susie sling your hook. Ooh yeah. Susie go away. Me no want you no more. Me already with Robin and rocking some more. Rock and salt. It make you feel so good. Woo woo woo. I said rock and salt. Susie you ain't no good. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Good oh, 
poor old Susie. Poor old Susie. Poor old Susie. Susie Salt. It's all about. Well, yeah, but what goes on top of Susie Salt? Good education. That's all right. Every afternoon when I got home from school, read a steady cook straight on the TV. We need to specify the meats. Are you going beef carpaccio? Are you yeah, going I, will go be- I will go beef, beef carpaccio. With the parmesan. Yes, please. And some papers. And maybe a little bit of rocket around the... A little bit of rocket around. Maybe rocket just around on the, the circumference of the dish. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah, don't, yeah. we don't rocket want... Rocket around the Christmas tree? Because it's Christmas episode? Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Never mind. A little pun. It's a song. Rocket. It's a what? You said maybe a bit of rocket around. And you said rocket around the Christmas tree. Yeah. Rocket around the Christmas tree. Rocket I don't think it was one that we the should, we shouldn't hang around on that. Is that a song? Joke. Yeah. Rocking around the Christmas tree is a song. Sorry. I didn't know that. Never heard it. Never heard it. What? Never heard it. What Australian what Australian Christmas songs are there? Koala bears and prawns. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I did that purely for you. Yeah. You know what? Oh. I would have believed that if you'd stuck with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Koala bears and prawns. Koala bears and prawns. It's a lovely sunny day. <laughs> Schooner in the bargain. Yeah. Fucking oh, fucking yeah, yeah, shit. And I would believe that an Australian Christmas song just finishes with someone trailing off saying fucking. Yeah. You could fucking. You stupid yeah. fucking. <laughs> Come on, everybody. <laughs> I did have a idea for a character very briefly, which was um, Clary Net, which was me. <laughs> Notionally, me dressed as a clarinet, so you can imagine it's got like a top, like a hat that goes into a tapered top in, yeah. in a sort of clarinet suit, which incidentally you can't get from Smithy's because I checked. Yeah. And then I would come on and I'd go, I would make, because I can do a clarinet noise, and I would just do uh, tunes. Go on. We're going to need to hear this. Hang on. <laughs> Sorry. Please. Yes. Hang on. Hang on. I've started. Hang on. After a while, yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Real uh, liberal use of the phrase. I could do a clarinet noise. <laughs> well, you, you try it. I mean, it's not. No. See, there's a timbre to it. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't sound anything like woodwind. <laughs> Anyone listening to this will know that. Yeah, yeah. we'll be able to tell straight the away. There'll be people listening to this and go, "Is Harry playing a clarinet?" Yeah, Harry must have played a clarinet. Yeah, and they're pretending that he's. <laughs> In the first time ever I yeah. saw your face. Yeah. Yeah. Thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See? See? Yeah. Yeah, it draws you in. <laughs> Great. What what was the act? What was the Calypso Twins act? Uh, the 
Calypso Twins act was a great act. We'd uh, we'd used to sing. He was from he was Greek, uh-huh. and of course I was Jamaican, and uh, so we'd write. Um, well, here we are again. Oh, we come to sing and we don't, don't, I really know why. Lips of time again. Oh, the rhythm music will make you feel so fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I am a Greek man. He's Jamaican. Cultural differences stood in our way. I can remember when we both used to say, Where's my mango? Where's my moussaka? <laughs> Like a liquor, rum and mead, red sea, <laughs> Bob Marley, Nana Mascuri, complications and a constant fury. Well, uh, well, here we are. <laughs> oh, it's great that you still remember it. I can, oh, I can see you click into muscle memory there. Oh, I know, I know. I, I did a Gelman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Full Gelman it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely Gelman. Call your mum straight after this and ask her about podcast apps. Will do, man. The rest of you. Don't go hungry and uh, always eat your food. Is that what you think the theme tune sounds like? I'm pretty sure that is, but he has nodded at me and he looks like he thinks that's what it it's sounds like. It's sort of that through a Seinfeld. What would you do? Well, I wouldn't do that through a Seinfeld filter. Well, let me hear your one. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Well, at the end, the end wasn't as good. The overall sound was good, but then maybe in post Benito, you could layer them both up on top of each other. And then have Shrek singing the lyrics to the off menu theme tune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My name is Shrek, ba, 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 and I am green. Ba, ba, ba. I think I was expecting the lyrics to the off-menu theme tunes to have something to do with off-menu. <laughs> what is Trek singing there? <laughs> yeah, what are they going to say? Yeah, no, I, I, the occasional references to Trek, I'm sure, but he'd been hired to sing the off-menu lyrics. Well, yeah, it seems okay. weird you've hired Trek to sing about off-menu, and then well, he starts talking about his girlfriend, saying like, Princess like, Fiona is my baby. He likes what he likes. <laughs> He's not going to start knowing about the podcast. He's Shrek, isn't he? There'll be about three films in Shrek, and he's very clear what he was into. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I'm going to give my mom 
and all a digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good or a digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos, so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, May I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Well, there we go. Wonderful song there to close out that section. And I'm very excited to say we're actually joined in the studio now by Shrek to help introduce the next section. Hello, Shrek. Oh, hey, Ed. Yes, I'm Shrek. I'm here to introduce the next section, Family Dynamics. I know all about family. Me and that donkey and Princess Fiona. We're one big happy family. (coughs) The gingerbread man and his gumdrop buttons. (laughs) And Lord Farquhar. Lord Farquhar's in your family, is he? He is in the family now. He's in the Shrek family. <laughs> so tell us what this section's going to be about. Is it about the family fact that we've, dynamics? We've hosted pets and parent child combos this year because we've had Rafe Spall, we've had Timothy mm. Spall, we've had Makita Oliver, having previously interviewed Andy Oliver, and we've had Donald Gleason talking about his dad as well. Yes, it is the off menu podcast aim. That in the future, if we have on a celebrity and uh, they have a celebrity relative, we will get that person on as well. And it comes full circle, the circle of life. Thank you, Shrek. Thank you, Ed Campbell. And it has been a pleasure being on On Off Menu. See you soon. (laughs) Bye. Do you remember the first time you had a cloudy lemonade and just thought, why have I been bothering with that other shit? I can't, I can't remember the exact time, but my dad, my dad, uh, he guzzles it, two litre bottle every day, cloudy lemonade, diet cloudy lemonade. Does he now? Yeah, he murders it, yeah. Absolutely <laughs> destroys it. Brilliant. We've got some goss on Timothy Spool. Yeah. Timothy Spool bloody loves his cloudy lemonade. Quite often, when, like little bits of this podcast, they'll uh, sneak into the tabloids, which is always a very funny little celebrity <laughs> fact. Yeah. And I, I really hope that... Daily Mirror goes with Timothy Spool guzzles cloudy lemonade. TV Tim gu- guzzles cloudy <laughs> lemonade. They'll, they'll, they'll do some sort of pun headline for it. I'm trying to think of one, but I can't. All I can think of is Alfida saying wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have talked a lot about drink. However, when I asked you what your favourite drink was earlier, you did get the question wrong, Timothy. Oh, did I? That, that, yeah. I obviously don't know myself. Yeah, go on. What yeah. is it? Your favourite drink is. 
Diet Cloudy Lemonade. That's your favourite drink. You drink it all the time. Now, I know where you got that, and I uh, don't really live with me quite a long time. <laughs> yeah, no, that is true. That is true. I do like that very much, but I have graduated towards this big, uh, I think it's pink grapefruit, or Marks and Spencer's Fizzy Cranberry Lemonade. Oh, so I've veered off. I mean, I'm not, I haven't abandoned the Cloudy Lemonade. I do love that. Yeah. And that would be on the desert island, I think. I'd have to have that. I'd have to have that in a well. Yeah. Um, but, um, How often, if you had a cloudy lemonade well, would you be going back to the well? Well, quite a lot. I do like to drink. I, am a, I think I might have gills. I, keep, I sometimes ridiculously check, but um, I haven't. <laughs> um, because I don't understand why I can drink so much. I don't know where, it, and I think, and I, I don't know whether I believe it or not, it's probably nonsense, it might be absolutely true, it might be ruled by the stars, but I am a Pisces, yes. as are lots of actors, and I think I could quite easily just float about in a sea of cloudy lemonade, just <laughs> constantly consuming it. Well, it's, I presume far, far better than the constant consumption of um, Brunello and Barolo, which would have, uh, I, don't, I think I might have been, that might have done me work. You know, I don't know, but there's probably all sorts of horrible carcinogenics and things inside cloudy lemonade, but probably not as bad for you as litres and litres of uh, wine. Mm. I'm a Pisces as well, uh, Timothy, yeah. and I, I think I agree with you. I think, that's, I think that's a thing because, as James will tell you, I'm a glugger. I glug things down. I'll yeah. get a, a pint of water and straight down. Oh, absolutely. And same with food. I eat it very quick. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because of having three brothers and you're always worried if you didn't eat it quick, they'd eat it before you even got it in your mouth, you know. But I just, I can eat, I eat so fast that it's gone. I've done. I've eaten the starter and all there's a main course before my wife's even got the bread. <laughs> <laughs> and will you confirm that you drink cloudy lemonade so much that it comes out of your eyes? Uh, it, it probably does. That's what I, Rach I said. Don't know. I'll have to try by drinking my tears. <laughs> I don't know whether that's sad, means you're ill, or whether that's poetry. I'm not sure. When Rafe was on, he said about how much cloudy lemonade you drank, and we said about it spilling out of your eyes because you drank so much and, and covering you. And I made a joke, Timothy. I said, Alfida Zane, wet. How do you like that? I, I, I don't know how to contain myself. I've actually <laughs> I soiled myself with laughter. <laughs> I'm going to have to call my wife to bring me some pants because that is so funny. My socks are full. Yeah, interesting use of humour. Yes, thank you. The deeply unfunny kind. That's the way I'd sum up James. If anyone said, can you describe James Acaster's yeah. comedy, I'd say, well, it's an interesting use of humour. Yeah, I'll take that. What did you think of your mum's episode? You said you listened to it. Did you think she made good choices? Uh, listen, we don't enjoy the same food. Really? No, no, no. Actually, to be fair, something on my menu is exactly the same, but we don't we don't actually enjoy the same food because I because she's so chefy. I like everything really plain. <laughs> I feel that she just oh, it's always a bit too rich, few too many ingredients. I'm like, can't we just have a gravy? I like. <laughs> plain food but i think it's the i think it's the scottish in me so you feel like the, the scottish is winning out in this in this battle yeah, of food cultures because i grew up with her and not my dad so it's like i was yearning for mints and tatties and she was just taking it to cut different levels <laughs> it's just terrible having a chef as a parent for me isn't as like wonderful as people would think because I'd, right. so I'd rather my mum was someone who owned a calf 
that egg me into that. But then do you think you might be like wanting more extravagant things if you're Mamo de Cafe, you're getting given calf food all the time? I love calf food. I would say it's probably one of my greatest restaurants because I just love that you can get hot dinners breakfast and then like puddings that's my kind of menu so in do you like the decor of a calf because obviously we're creating your dream restaurant do you want it to have the look of a calf yeah absolutely there was a calf called the shepherdess on old street uh on the corner and it was like sort of green and white tiled so you know really good old school calf almost looks like a pie and mash shop so i'd like a, a calf to look like a calf but not like one of those dirty ones where you think the kitchen is actually disgusting just like <laughs> You know those ones. Like an old school cat. Yeah. Like I used to like school dinners as well. I'm into that plain shit. You want the plastic calf chairs? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'd yeah. be in a calf in a comfortable chair. That would be completely wrong, wouldn't it? I think it's such a horrible waste that you grew up with a, she- a chef parent <laughs> and you like plain stuff. I'm so jealous that you got to grow up with Andy. What a wonderful chef. And you're just there going, oh, I want mints and tatties. It's absolutely disgraceful, yeah. Makita. I know. I know. She hates it. <laughs> she absolutely hates it. But I have to say, in my childhood, my mum did, you know, adhere to my tastes more because there was less chefing to be done. There was more cooking for the child to be done. She would make a banging meatloaf, great yeah. meatloaf. She kept it quite plain, not too spicy or anything. Good, great mushroom gravy. My mum makes the most amazing gravy when she just keeps it simple. Am I, am I really cussing my mum out? No, no, not at all. Is that <laughs> so? Do you really hope for the meatloaf and gravy when you ask the question, what's for dinner, mummy? Oh, yeah. yeah. What's for dinner, mummy? God, you really uh, <laughs> shat all over what's for dinner, mummy, in my mum's episode. I was like, how have they turned into this weird, creepy thing? <laughs> well, well sounds creepy it does sound quite creepy is it the mummy yes. not mum mm-hmm. i agree and that's yeah. why i was like let's not call it this and she was like no i like it <laughs> ed was a very little it's a precocious little boy when it came to food so i imagine ed when he was little would have loved andy oliver Yes. Like maybe the two of you were switched at birth, maybe? Yeah, because yeah. I bet your mum made great pies and sort of shepherd's pie. I love shepherd's pie. She does, yeah, she does make a really good shepherd's pie, actually. Bangers yeah. and mash. See what I'm talking about? Mm. I know your life and I want yeah. it. And you yeah. can have this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> fine deal. I would also like to say that I, I enjoy my mum's food very much as well. But I'd happily maybe come over every other night to ask, what's for dinner, mummy, at yeah. Andy Oliver's house? Do you know what? I really should say this same i would also like to say i really like my mum's food i just um i like it simple i like it plain it's an interesting thing to say up top in a food podcast that you like plain food so now we're staring down the barrel of a very long episode <laughs> before we hear your favorite drink my donor we do need to ask uh, what's your dad's favorite soft drink oh yeah that's important uh, and, and the reason why we're asking you that is because and the episode hasn't gone out yet it won't even make sense to the listener we uh, have had another actor on recently whose father is also a well-known actor, and we found out mm. what his father's favourite soft drink was. And now that we <laughs> have another actor with an actor for a father, we want to continue this tradition, uh, even though it hasn't even started yet for the listener, because <laughs> that episode hasn't gone out yet. So we would like to know what soft drink your dad drinks the most of. <laughs> He's, he's, he's pretty good. He doesn't drink a lot of soft drinks, but I would say there's three that come to mind immediately. I mean, there's only so many soft drinks, but there's three that come to mind, which would be Coke, Coca-Cola, not Pepsi, um, Club Orange, and Sidona. Do you have Sidona over there? No. 
What's Cydona? It's a Muse song. It's like it's like cider. <laughs> it just feels like a Muse song. Yeah, Knights of Cydona. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Uh, I bet you do have it over there. It's under a different brand name or something like that. But it's like it's like it's like cider, but no alcohol sort of thing. But really sweet, like, like a kids appetizer. like kids drink appetizer. It. That kind of thing, maybe a little bit tart, but also like crazily sweet. Oh no, red lemonade. Sorry, red lemonade. That's what it will be. Because yeah, on on New Year's Eve we have like um, what are they called? They're called snowballs. They're uh-huh. like tea cakes, but like coconutty things. Yeah, uh, that's a tradition. And red lemonade. Red lemonade would be it. It's like a once a year thing. You have it once a year and then you then you don't push it. <laughs> Thanks very much, Donald Gleason. He was a wonderful guest, wasn't he? Oh, lovely boy. Donald, if you're listening, you're a lovely boy. And if we hey, we'd love to complete your family tree on this podcast. Get your bro on, your pops on. Anyone, actually. Anyone that Donald Gleeson knows who's related to him can come on the podcast until we've got the whole Gleeson family tree. We had a lot of chat, not only about family, but also about love and dating this year, James. Yes, love was in the air, and we were sucking up the air as much as we could to get as much love in our bodies. Josh Gondelman got wholesome, and Chaparak Corsandi told us about some strange dates. Woo-hoo-hoo! So... I'm torn. My one thing is my fam- we have a great family recipe for apple pie, oh, which yeah. is great, warm with vanilla ice cream. And I have a real nostalgia for it. When I was a child, I didn't like the soft apples. And so my uncle, who had celiac, uh, couldn't eat the crust. So he would eat the apples and I would eat the crust, oh. which is a very uh, warm childhood memory. Yeah. And so that's one thing. The other one, and I don't generally like other apple pies. It's just the, the family recipe is my, my favorite. But the other one is if my wife is here, if I'm eating solo, that's what I'll I'll uh, indulge your, I'll ask your genie powers to indulge yeah. me this family recipe for apple pie. If my wife is with me, uh, we didn't talk about the rest of her meal, but I know the ideal would be for dessert. One of the two ideals, this is what we would get, is the one of those molten chocolate lava cakes. Mm-hmm. That's like a cake <laughs> yeah. with the warm chocolate on the inside. Yeah. And like two times a year, she will have that, like on our, our anniversary and her birthday, she'll ha- take extra insulin and, yeah. and have that. And, and and the look on her face when she eats like their twice yearly molten chocolate lava cake is one of my favorite times of the whole year. So that is, that's where, that's where I'll go with dessert. That's a very sweet. Thank you. That's so in, nice in that you picked, picked your dessert very nice. for the look on your wife's face. It's my eat. favorite. I think oh. about it. Often, and we I were. make sure that when we order it, I go, I gotta watch her. I try not to be a creep. This is like, huh? <laughs> yeah, eat the cake. <laughs> but I do, I do kind of out of the corner, I'll be eating, but like really looking yeah. at what she's doing. That's <laughs> so nice. Yeah, thinking to yourself, this cake tastes disgusted, but look, look at how happy she is. She doesn't know she only eats cake twice a year. <laughs> yeah, she has no idea. <laughs> this cake is dog shit. <laughs> I can't believe I've let her eat that cake. <laughs> uh, all I wanted was my apple pie crust. <laughs> that was the- <laughs> That was my dream. <laughs> Just wanted an empty pie crust. <laughs> she never looks at my face when I eat my empty pie crust. <laughs> she can't even make eye contact. She's so ashamed of me. See, this isn't the Great Depression. You can eat the whole slice. You don't have to save the apples in a bag for later to feed to a starving horse. Thank God I found that sacred room in my house so I can eat the pie crust in peace. <laughs> and then, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> they made a whole film about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's very nice. I mean, yeah, that's you know, lovely. That's, a, that's very nice that you get to see your wife enjoying the chocolate molten lava cake. Also, this morning on on our way here, we were talking about how we think that's probably been the most chosen dessert. On the popular. everyone else hasn't said the same reason. Yeah. yeah. Not, not <laughs> they like to watch <laughs> my wife eating <laughs> these motherfuckers. Uh, Nobody yeah. watches my wife eating. <laughs> everyone just be like, yeah. so first of all, chocolate yeah. lava cake. And I know this guy's about saying, but bring Godman's wife. <laughs> Get his wife in. He's so nice, he won't mind. Yeah, it's her birthday. I've been to one hen night in my entire life. I was 21. I, okay, this is how old I am. There were no mobile phones, and there was a restaurant where you had a telephone on each table. My, my children tell me off for saying telephone. It's like saying wireless, apparently, instead of the radio. There's a telephone on each table, and each table has a number, and you can phone a table. You can go, hi, this is table number 14. And you phone a bunch of people and you have a chat and it's a flirty thing. Every single girl at that hen night got a phone call from a boy at another table, except for me. I became the receptionist. I just went, I'll be the receptionist. And I said, oh, hello, this table. And I said, it's for you. And no one. So I just find dinners with people I don't know so stressful. So can I have my meal in the dream restaurant just utterly alone? Absolutely, you can be utterly alone. Um, I have some more questions about this telephone restaurant uh, situation that I've never heard of before. (laughs) Um, When there's a phone on every table and people are allowed to read their tables. And you were the only person who didn't get a phone call. Does that yeah. mean that when the guys rang the table, they were like, hello, can I speak to the lady in the yellow dress, please? Hello, can I speak to the lady with the brown hair? And they were specifically asking for, indiv- for individuals. Yeah. No one said, can I speak to the podgy, frizzy-haired woman that's crying? <laughs> oh, it's very stressful. I didn't realise how stressed I'd get talking about my past restaurant traumas. Now I'm really worried that anyone listening will go, well, I'm never inviting her to a dinner. I do like to be a guest. It just has to be small and with people who are friendly <laughs> and, and fancy me. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else in the restaurant has to fancy you and they have to call yes. you to tell you. Oh! Do you know what happened to me once? I won't tell you his name because you'll know him. Well, then I'd like to know his name, please. I'll tell you later. This comedian took me out to dinner once on a date and he took me to this really lush, fancy French restaurant on the King's Road. And I went to the loo. And when I came back from the loo, the waiter came over with a glass of champagne. And the waiter said, "Uh, this has been sent to you by a secret admirer, right? Any normal human being would guess that my date had arranged this while I was in the loo. I thought, oh dear, another man in the restaurant. (laughs) So I've got to make sure I don't make my date feel bad. So I just enjoyed the champagne. I said, oh, you know, that's sweet, isn't it? That's something, it's probably a perv. And then on the way out, he goes, Shabby. You do realise that that was me that sent you the champagne, and I felt so stupid. I think that's a weird thing to do, though. Do you think that's a, yes? That feels like a move they've done on other dates for a start. Yeah, he was quite a bit older than me. He knew what he was doing. Okay, now we're narrowing it down. And what happens when people date, James? Well, things get pretty sexy. So we've got a sexy Oof. package now. Cover your ears if yeah. you're easily embarrassed. Get your, tell your mum to get out the room. Yeah, tell your mum to get out the room. Get your dad in the room because yeah, it's time to hear love it. from May Martin, Miriam Margulies, of course, and Bimni Bomboulash. 
this is something that I should have said at the beginning of the podcast, and now we don't have time to go into it, nor should we. There's no nothing to say except that my dad wrote a cookbook in the 70s called The Seducer's Cookbook, Cooking for, <laughs> cooking for Success. And it was spelled S-E-X. And it was about how to seduce women with food. It's very problematic. Like now, if it came out today. Mate, yeah. You say we don't have time to go into this. <laughs> Cancel whatever plans you have. We're going to yeah. need to hear more about the Seducer's Cookbook, Cooking for Success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that he probably sold like 20 copies, but and he was in his 20s when he wrote it. Um, but it was published properly, and yeah. it was absolutely panned by critics because they were like, not a, even at the time, they were like, this is weird. Yeah. It's like, how do you get in a woman's pants by cooking? And and secondly, all the recipes are like not sexy. Yeah. Like they're they're very very like pungent and like wrong. I just like kippers and stuff. Like, <laughs> kippers. Yeah, I think you just I think you just kind of got a maybe had a good meeting and got the book deal and then just panicked. Yeah. This yeah. But it's it is a real gem. Within the recipe, does it say why it's like a seductive recipe? Do you have to like present it in like the shape of a knob or something? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, everything's shaped like a knob. Yeah. Um no, it was like a sort of comic book. So it would give you um examples of things you could say while you served <laughs> it and like uh interesting music you could play, things like that. I absolutely love that. The seducer's cookbook is seducer's so sinister. Cookbook. Yeah. Was he had he met your mother by this point? No. No, he no. had not. When they met, did she know about the seducer's cookbook or did he keep that a secret? Yeah, I wonder if it was something he was proud of or um Well it obviously worked worked for your mum, right? So totally. did she did she enjoy the kippers? It's about my life and my parents and how I became who I am and the people I slept with and the people I haven't slept with and some of the work I've done and the people who have mattered to me in my life and my love and how the world is according to Miriam. Is it all the people you've slept with? Did I leave out any? Um, I probably did leave out some because I haven't actually slept with that many, actually. Right. Um, I've sucked off a lot. <laughs> and that, I don't know why you're laughing. It was very serious. Um, yes, that is serious. It, it was, that's what Jewish girls do. That's what I have to explain. It's not that, you know, that everybody sucks off, but every Jewish girl does. Right. We're, uh, we're, we're unaware you of didn't know that. that. I'm telling you something you know, actually. No, 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 no. We don't. Like, we we weren't aware of that. That was that was part of the culture. What's the ratio to like people you've sucked off to people you've slept with? You mean in numbers or size? Yeah, numbers. Oh, yeah, numbers. <laughs> um, let's do numbers. Let's do numbers first, Miriam, and then we can move on. Yeah. to size. Well, num- numbers. Gosh. Well, I should think about thirty to about. 20 probably something like that i can't oh, wow. i can't really remember everybody i've slept with and that's why i didn't name everybody because i thought if somebody was left out they might be offended yeah. and indeed yeah. if somebody was left in they might be offended <laughs> so <laughs> it was you know i just gave a general a general picture yeah. but i hope we're not going to just keep it below the waist because that's very boring oh don't worry we won't Pamela Anderson is the original babe. Yeah, she was a 90s bombshell. I love Pammy. In my life, the first person that other kids at school told me was sexy. Yeah, same. And, 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 was, a, and was a babe. 
yeah. was Pamela Anderson. So for my whole life, just because, you know, I was born in 1985, so the age I was when the other kids in my class started talking about people being sexy and people being babes, Pamela Anderson was the one that everyone's talking about. So for the rest of my life, whenever anyone mentions babes, <laughs> I'll always think original babe, Pamela Anderson. OG babe, totally. And because of Barbed Wire, the film that she was in, and the catchphrase of that film was, don't call me babe. Yeah. Don't, don't call, call me babe. babe. So if anything, you should stop now, because she did ask you to stop calling her babe in that film, James. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Also, I think for me, similar similar experience, but maybe different, is that um, I knew I was gay, because I wanted to be Pamela Anderson. I didn't fancy Pamela Anderson. Yeah. So I remember thinking, okay, well, these feelings are maybe not normal. And then I grew up and became a drag artist and used Pamela as a lot of sources of inspiration. So there we go, full circle again. But that would have been more fun than my experience. Yeah. My experience <laughs> was just all the other kids telling me that Pamela Anderson was a babe and was sexy. And then I just agreed with them all because I didn't <laughs> really know what was going on. Oh, <laughs> that James. was it. And when they released the, do you remember they released the Virgin Cola Pammy bottles that were supposed to be in the shape yeah. of Pamela Anderson? Um, and I went out and bought one of those and uh, I thought the bottle was sexy. And that's how I realized I was straight and disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I love that. But I mean, I wonder if that would, I wonder if that would fly today. Oh, I don't, I'm not sure it would. I feel like the, the bottles wouldn't no. be um, modeled after curvaceous no. women anymore. No, it's absolutely mad. And then you bought one as well, you little perv. Yeah, me and my friend went to the petrol station to buy one because we'd heard they were releasing bottles in the shape of Pamela Anderson. I think we were hoping for, like, actual tits on the bottle Uh rather than just the shape of it, but absolutely disgusting little boys. Well, I think the fact that you fancied a bottle is quite quite the... um... Maybe it links. Well, maybe Freud would go crazy over this. Yeah. Yes. I, you, you said that's how you knew you were straight, but let's let's be very clear. You fancied a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that's just admitted the theory that sexuality is fluid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> Probably the best joke that's ever been done on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Bimini. Wise words. Wise words from Bimini Von Bulash there. Now. This is what I was talking about earlier. Huh? We're now talking about me getting angry because yes. we both got angry this year with our guests Not me. and what they chose. Yes, you did. You're at the package after and you're much, much longer than me. What? I don't think so. Because me getting wound up is only one clip and it's from Julia Danuga. I don't believe in starters. Yes. Oh, this is unbelievable. I think they're stupid. You don't believe them. You think they're stupid. Well, you're the one posting stuff in the bedroom. (laughs) Hey, hey, don't do that. You can't can't bring up my past. It's not fair. I just, I don't believe in them. I think they're stupid. If you're hungry, why are you giving me the beginning of the meal? Just give me the food that I would like to eat. I'm I'm very much a, hey, can I have the prawns? And the, whatever yeah. the main is, and just bring them all as soon as they're ready, please, sir. Right, so you are ma'am. having a starter. You're just having no, but it I'm all having at the same it as time. the meal. Like I'm not, I'm not picking it because I want to eat it separately. I'm picking it because it goes well with all the food that I'd like to consume in this one sitting. Starters are like glorified side dishes, really, aren't yes, they? They're, they're not stupid. really no, a thing. completely yeah, different genre. Stupid. They're so stupid. Ed, should we look up the definition of what the fucking hell the point is of a starter in a meal? Yeah, make sure you word it like that when you Google it. You think if you Google what the fucking hell is the point of a starter in a meal, you're going to get something back that solves this, right? I'm actually going to do it. Because I can yeah, go- yeah. what is the actual point? Julie, your yeah. Google is not going to explain anything to you. The last thing you Google is marmalade. 
<laughs> it's not even going to let you log on. It's going to be like, there's no point telling this lady anything. <laughs> marmalade, straight to images. An adult woman who's looked up pictures of marmalade. I love that you said adult woman. Like, my Google knows this. Um, yeah, the results aren't very... They're no. not very good, are they? What, what, what did you Google? I Googled, what the fucking hell is the point of a starter in a meal? Yeah. The first, the first result is a Reddit result, and it says, I live with roommates. <laughs> Interested. And one of them toasts in the bedroom. What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> that might, that's a fire hazard, isn't it? Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Don't try uh, toasting at home unless you are with a supervised adult, is what we should say. Yeah. I don't even know what to search to find the, the reason for a star. I, I can't. Well, it's because everyone knows what the point to start. Probably start by taking the expletives uh, out. But... Ed, what is the point? Tell us. Uh, a, a, an extra little meal. A mini meal at the beginning, like we are talking about. A mini meal at the beginning. Fires up the palate. That's what he thinks it is. Isn't that sad? It doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. No. What, it doesn't make any sense. What if you want something from the starter menu that doesn't necessarily go together with the main? You get the starter first, eat it, mmm, delicious, wait a little bit, and then have the main. It's like you're getting two meals in one. So then I just have two mains. How do you feel about the part of uh, that sentence, Julie, where Ed said, wait a minute? <laughs> yeah. Eat something, wait a minute. <laughs> Then get your actual meal. Does yeah. wait a minute feel good? No, it definitely doesn't. No. It's a stupid... It's a, I just... Here's how I think about it. I only go and eat when I'm hungry. Yeah. So if I'm hungry, my body isn't going, oh, I'm excited about this little thing first. And then mm. th- there, is, there aren't compartments of my stomach. It's just what, the food yeah. is going to go what, down. At what point, Julie, did I accuse you of having compartments of your stomach? But this, but this is why, in my head, if there's a starter... I'm assuming that it's, it's like going to a different part of, you know, there's like a bit of my body that needs a starter and then my stomach needs right. the mains. And then, well, actually, all of the food just goes down the same tube into the same yeah, place. Yeah. So whether that. it was a starter, main, whatever, <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It's just all food. So why are you giving it to me at a separate time? Then why are we giving you any other sort of food? Why don't we just give you powder? Because it all turns into <laughs> shit in the end. That's what you're saying. No, no I'm saying that when I want to eat, I want to eat now. So give yeah. me all the food that I'd like to consume. Give me a starter. No, because this is the other thing that annoys me, Ed. Yeah? Aggressive Julie's back. Yeah. She, she well, never went anywhere. That's true. When I order my starter and my main, yeah? How do you know when I'm ready for my main? Well, after you've had your starter. Right. So that means that I've got to eat my starter. Then you've got to see that I've finished. Then you've got to come over, yeah. take the plate. Then you've got to go back into the kitchen. Then you've got to get the food and then bring it's my... It's waiter. Just, it's long. It's just what a waiter it. has to do. No, nah, because if they're, if they're now serving someone else, I've got to wait for them to finish serving someone else to then say, oh, she's finished her starter. Then come... And then if someone else at the table hasn't finished their starter, do you know what they do? They make me wait for my main until the right. rest of my mm-hmm. table's finished. What is... Go- I'm hungry. Bring me yeah. the food. No starters. No starters. Yeah, but what I'm, what I'm saying to you, Julie, is, is yes, okay, Pass. fine. Pass on the starter, but you can't then have what you would have had as a starter with your main course, okay? Yes, That's not how this... No, you can't. That's I not how it works. I absolutely it's can. It's dream meal, Ed. It's her dream meal. Yeah, you're well, in a Nigerian but... restaurant. There are no rules. Yep. Exactly. Well, it's a Nigerian restaurant that's run by two white men and they don't understand <laughs> what goes on. Yeah. I'm teaching you now. This is you learning. This is you learning. Whoa, Ed, that was really embarrassing how wound up you got there. You really showed a bad side of yourself on the podcast. I'm sorry, man. Well, now it's time for the package called Winding James Up, and it's a lot longer than that package. Several guests irritated you, James. Mira Sayal, Sarah Keyworth and Michelle Keegan.
and it was just great to play someone who you never knew what side of the law she was on because she's a lawyer that comes from a criminal family so she she knows both worlds really intimately Mm -hmm. and I got to eyeball Stephen Graham in a very dead-eye sharky way which is very exciting he won obviously oh did he that's got to be one of the dreams to dead-eye Stephen Graham just to have the opportunity to do that within within a park because you know in real life that's that's never going to happen for any of us right you just wouldn't dare would you no I would not I would you you would would you dare yeah I'd do it (laughs) I I I I saw him on Jonathan Ross once having a go at Ramesh and I was like if I see him if I ever see that guy (laughs) I'm gonna dead I am minimum (laughs) what's your maximum with him though punch him in the head You I would do it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't last the second, mate. You wouldn't. No, well, let's see. Let's see. Can I just tell you, he's he's completely ripped as well. Yeah. Well, he's going to be ripped, ripped to pieces. He's really ripped. We had to do a bit of a stunt, which involved running and jumping and guns and helicopters. Very exciting. Oh. And um, he he sprinted from one end of a runway to the other in about three seconds flat without wow. barely breathing. I was like, my God. He'll have to run quicker than that. When I see him, <laughs> have to run quicker. It's not sounding very convincing. No, I tell you, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I don't think we will. I'll pass the message on. Shall <laughs> yeah, I? do. Yes. If you, I mean, if you know, send him an email, please, Mira. That that would be great. If you just say uh, James A. Caster yeah. says he can tear you to pieces, I believe. Yeah, the, I will yeah, do that. You'll be hearing from him, I'm sure. And you'll have but... to you'll have to run fast when you see him. That's what he said <laughs> as well. I'll make sure to pass that on. So I'm not much of a a, a sweet toothed person, to be honest. Here we go. What about all the fruit what about the buckets of fruit pastels you've been guzzling your entire life? I was a child, James. I was a child (laughs) and I was being trained into being a lesbian. (laughs) The moment I became a lesbian, I lost my sweet tooth. That's how it works. (laughs) Not how it works. We love to hear it here on the Off Menu podcast when someone says they don't really have a sweet tooth because they're not a child anymore. That's correct. We we both um, love to hear it. I knew this would get you riled up, so... I don't want a dessert. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) He was so lulled. You've lulled him into the perfect sense of false false sense of security. I can see that James is actually James has sat up on his seat. He's actually actually, it's not like a normal sit up. It's almost it's close to a fetal position. Yeah, he's Um, proper golluming it. Yeah, Um, I don't want a dessert. Thanks. I um, I'd have a mouthful of someone else's. That's great. That's the first time we've had a mouthful of someone else's dessert. Does it matter what it is? Uh, No, not really. (laughs) I'll have a mouthful of someone else's. I'm genuinely upset. Yeah. I'm upset. I'm not even angry. I agree with you. I'm the worst kind of person because somebody, somebody, I'm upset with someone. They order a dessert. They're excited to have it, and then suddenly my eyes get a bit beady. Yeah. And I don't. I didn't want a full dessert. I've had it. I've had it before where people have gone. Oh, why don't we get two and we'll share them? Leave me alone. I've just had five chip cobs. You know. Yeah, you are full. <laughs> to be fair to you, you are full. It's are you ask? Are you going to ask? Do you ask the waiter for another spoon when you have a mouthful, or is it is it like more of an instinctive thing? No, I just go. I go in with two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a grab bag of pasta there. <laughs> Um, (laughs) so that's what i like about this is it doesn't matter what it is it just has to be someone else's and you only want a mouthful of it yeah and that's the thing about dessert more than any other dish that you have during a meal is that if if somebody has a dessert and you don't they will always feel obliged to say do you want to try it (laughs) 
Well, you've never had dinner with James Lancaster. We know yeah, that. Yeah, not on my watch. We know. I'm not offering you any of mine. If forget about it. I'm going to trap you into a meal one day, James. If I've got a lovely dessert. I don't know how I'm going to do I'll it. I'll be trapped into a meal. There's I don't absolutely know. absolutely no way you're getting anywhere near my dessert. I'm going to do it. <laughs> James, how are you feeling, mate? Bad. This feels bad. I haven't had anyone completely pass on it before. I've had... Awful people say cheese and biscuits or uh, Pizza Hut buffet or more poutine. I've never had someone go. <laughs> Sorry, wait, that was a dessert. More, because I would have more poutine. Yeah, yes, I would have had that. That's potatoes, isn't it? <laughs> no, I don't want to put that in your head. I do not want to put that in your head, but yeah, you would you would absolutely love that. I'd be all over that. I'd have a second round of potatoes uh, bravas, to be honest. Oh, what I really God. like about this dessert as well, if we look back at your it's main course. Uh, which was you stolen mac and cheese, and you said it was stolen because someone else gave you a recipe. And mm. this is you're literally taking it off someone else's plate, and you've not called it stolen. No, mm. I don't think this is stolen. They offered. This doesn't feel good. I, I don't understand. I don't understand how you would rather have nothing than dessert. Like yeah. you wouldn't just want some. There's not like a dessert that is like your favourite dessert you've ever had. There's not one. I'll tell you what I would have, James. If everyone else is having a dessert and they're they're looking at me like, oh, it's you, it's uncomfortable that you're not having anything. What are you going to do? I would have an espresso martini. It's better than nothing. Yeah. No, you, that's not your answer. Your answer is a mouthful of someone else's dessert. No, it's not. I'm I stand by what I said. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. If I was pushed, I'd have an espresso martini. Feels like a bit of a dessert because it comes in one of those nice little dessert glasses, otherwise known as martini glass. <laughs> you would have a cocktail, but you wouldn't. There's no ice creams, cakes. Dattos. James. There's nothing. You're not going to break me, James. You're not going to break me. But think, think about what, what like Sarah's done. Is Yes, there are ice creams. There are gattos. There are trifles. There's all of that available if someone else orders it and she can have a mouthful of it. It feels like a waste to get a whole thing because I won't eat it all. There we go. I think it's a great answer. Well done, you. It's not a great answer. You don't think it's a great answer. I do think it's a great answer. Well done, you. Thank you. I'm proud of myself. Let's read the order back, please. The thing is, is that I... I it's weird. I really. It's weird because at the minute I'm in a little bit of a like I didn't get much sleep last night because I ate too much chocolate brownie bites before I went to bed mm. and my heart was going like a jackrabbit and I couldn't I, I couldn't fall asleep and so it, it's a bit difficult to now defend to you know really try and put my case forward yeah. against Keyworth on this because like not only do I not have the energy because I was up all night but also. I don't you know. want something raising my heart rate, which is why I'll stick with my espresso martini. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fine with that. Well, I mean, it is heartbreaking. How heartbreaking. does someone? This not. I, I don't. I don't understand it. I like that we're ending this because we started it with you saying I've never seen you eat. Yes. And I like that actually we've ended it with you not ever wanting to see me eat. No. <laughs> I don't know how good I had it. What is for your dessert? This, see, this is a difficult one for me because I'm not a dessert kind of gal. Oh, I okay. Feel yeah. free, though, Michelle, if you don't oh, like anything sweet, up, you can probably have something face. savoury for dessert if you want. Shut up, Ed. <laughs> I feel like I like this. I feel like I, ch- I would always say I have a cheese board, but again... Listen, listen, listen to me. No. If I was beat on Bake Off by a cheese board motherfucker, <laughs> I am going to absolutely flip the fuck out. Michelle, Michelle, if, if, if you want a cheese board, and just, just imagine I, what you can have with a cheese board, a little bit of extra bread. If I was beat on true. Bake Off by somebody who doesn't even like 
desserts <laughs> and, and sweets and made a bunch of bakes that they would rather... If, if I swear to high Christ, if you choose a cheese board right now, this is going to be the most I've ever flipped out on this podcast. Michelle, Michelle, feel, just don't be guided by James. If you want a cheese board, you can have a bit of bread with it. You can And the wine. You're having again. wine. Wine is so lovely with well, that, a cheese that's board. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. wine and... and mm, lovely God, cheese board. Dear God. And dear. that is something. If I was in a restaurant... And I had awesome. to order a dessert, it yeah. would be a cheese board. So this is your dream meal, Michelle. So if you, you should you should have what you want, really. The fu- you've just eaten a fucking bakery's worth of bread. Why the <laughs> fuck are you gonna have a cheese board at the end of it? You have what you want, Michelle, you know? <sighs> Michelle. It's very hard. It's very hard. But I'm gonna oh, have to go fuck. with instincts. I'm gonna have to have a cheese board. Yes! Oh, you absolute <laughs> piece of shit, Michelle. Yes! You you Suck! You suck! You suck! You suck! Like, that was the worst oh, yeah. day of my life. This is the worst day of my life. Are you, are you fucking joking me? It took a lot for me to agree to have you on this shit. I opposed it many times over. Every fucking time they suggested having you on, I said, there's no way I'm letting her in the dream restaurant. She beat me on bacon, but I'm pretty sure she cheated. Then you come in here and you choose a cheese board as your dessert. What the fuck? I, I, oh, hope, I hope your bits table catches on fire next time you have a, Next time you all sit down and have bits together. I well, all no, this because my cheese board face. will be on it, though, James. My oh, cheese board God, will be on that, that bits table. What is, what is a cheese oh, board if not a lovely your little bits table. Fucking God. Jesus. Again, again, it's what's not to like. Salty, savoury. Love yeah. like. cheese. Yeah, it's it's and a dessert. It's, yeah, bits. There's bits. I like There's my bits. bits. It's a little bits table. Why don't you just make a make a cheese board when you were on Bake Off if you love it so much? Why don't you just <laughs> present them with some cheese and crackers same. at the end and say that was your happy place? What sort of God. cheeses do you want, Michelle? Let's talk through the cheese. Oh, cheeses. Oh, oh, fucking hell, I'm angry. I'm burping. I'm so angry. I've never burped out of anger before. I'm crying. That makes two of us. I, li- I literally was just going to go with another option, but I was like, I have to, be, I have to be true to myself. I have to be true to the listeners. What is the matter with you? And I need to be true to you yeah. guys. It, it would be Completely. a cheese board. Yeah. Eating bread for every single course, and then you have some crackers at the end. <laughs> but I said at the beginning, I am a savoury gal. I yeah. like my savoury, salty gal. foods. Yeah. And at the end of the meal, I like to have a nice sip of wine with some camembert. Yes, absolutely. A lovely camembert. This is horrible. It feels horrible. I'm getting beat on Bake Off by a savoury gal. (laughs) You're not going to get over this, are you, James? Never going to get over this. Bake Off was bad enough as it was. It was scarring up and traumatic enough. I had to live live with it rattling around in my head all the time, somewhere in the background. And now I know a savoury gal came out as a victim, (laughs) making cakes. And pastries. Oh, and I wear that apron with pride. When what? I'm eating my cheese, I'm oh, wearing that God. apron with pride. What's that, even that What's even better about this is you started with a pina colada. So you obviously yep. don't mind. <laughs> just to really yep. rub it in. Really sweet drink at the beginning. That I love other pina coladas. When I went on Drunk History, I drank loads of pina coladas. <laughs> Delicious. That, that, that's a sweet that's a sweet boy drink, that is. It started is. Started with a pina colada. Looks like we're okay. Oh my, I no. did not see this coming. It feels horrible. Look, I'm, 
oh, I know I've got to let you chat about the cheese board with Ed now. Yeah. <laughs> but I am so, I'm absolutely furious about You're this. You're raging, James. All the signs were there. Yeah. Michelle likes to end her day with some ham on toast. See? some crisps. She's He's a savoury. That's how she likes to finish off her day. She well has to done. drink water in the night because she's had so much salt well done, before bed. See? You oh, know me already. I knew this was going to happen. You knew it was oh, going to happen. It was, it was always going to be yeah. a cheese board. Always. Seeded now, from the beginning. Michelle, what cheeses, what cheeses oh, God, would okay. you like on Here the board? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to check my emails while you do this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Right. What cheeses? I like camembert. Lovely. I like, I tried this one the other day. It was gorgeous. It was a truffle brie. Oh, yes. Love a truffle brie. With the little, the like the layer of truffle in the middle of it. That's delicious. So good. And you don't put it in the fridge. That's a trick. Just let it sit out. You don't put brie or camembert in the fridge. No, you put it in the fucking bin. Someone who loves sweet stuff so much, he is rather bitter. Yeah, isn't he? he's so bitter. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you leave it to room temperature. That's how yeah. I like my brie and camembert. And then I do really like, you know, that smoky cheese. Is it applewood or something? Yeah, applewood smoked cheese. Yeah, it's delicious. Simple. Yeah. It's a nice, so nice and smoke. Even more savoury, if anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know me so well now. I love it. Getting on like a house on fire, the two of you. <laughs> like a really creamy gorgonzola. Oh, lovely. Really sort of punchy, punchy yeah. blue situation. Yeah. Yeah. And on the side, I'd like some um, quince. Oh, so there is a little bit of sweetness there. That's probably enough sweetness for a dessert. That's I enough. Think. Absolutely yeah. not. It's yeah. disgusting quince jelly. <laughs> I love quince. It's a, a traitor. Of... it's a traitor to the sweet world. <laughs> a little bit of chutney. Is Ooh, that a traitor? Lovely. That, yeah, nice, nice and sweet. And then some rosemary sprigs. Now, what are you doing with the sprigs? I sprinkle them on top of it. If I have a cracker, put a bit of camembert, sprinkle like two or three sprigs and my eat God. it that way. Can't believe my... If you haven't tried it, you need raw to try rosemary. it. Raw rosemary, really? Raw, nice. honestly, raw rosemary, yeah. I'm going to do Just it. Just two that or three. absolutely delicious. And some cheese. Ah. Oh. So good. There's a question for you, Michelle. Uh, <laughs> you a fan of visiting Trafalgar Square? Yeah, I've been there a few times, yes. Yeah, well, good news. Go on. I'm about to throw you into Trafalgar Square. <laughs> like a piece of bread. What yeah. I do yeah, to exactly. anybody on this podcast... The good thing about Michelle is she can link anything with bread. God. Look, he can't even look up. He's really upset. Yeah. Anyone who comes on this podcast who chooses cheese board, I throw them into Trafalgar Square, no matter where they are geographically. <laughs> I don't mind throwing you from Chalton. The thing is, now, you've thrown so many people in Trafalgar Square. We're having such a nice old cheese party in Trafalgar Square now, mate. I know. It's just all the cheese people. And winners as well. Cheese people and winners, which, James, you are not. I'll be climbing over Barbara and Barry's fence. I'll be gorging myself on 99s that they've given me. Brenda and Barry. Whatever their names are, I'm getting all their ice cream. I'm going to go over, and then I'm going to go, why doesn't Michelle come around here anymore? I'll I'll tell you why, because she likes cheese boards now. And they're going to go, I hope she fucking dies. That's what they will say. (laughs) Bit much from Brenda and Barry, I think. Yeah, actually, even I think that's over the line from them. Steady on, Brenda and Barry. I apologise for that, Michelle. That was out out of order for Brenda and Barry. (laughs) Oh, that made me so angry. Stephen Graham, if you're listening, I'm going to beat you up. 
that's it, James. There we are. We thought we'd end on you getting angry. I think that's the perfect way to send us into 2022. We'll be back, won't we? We will be back again. Uh, if I, you know, listen, on the next series, I'm making my mission to get Stephen Graham on, and uh, I'll do what I set out to do. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next year for Series 7. And to end, it's the annual Papa Dom's or Bread compilation. Yes. Uncle James and Ed. Uncle James and Ed? Well, that's what my nephews say. My nephews sent me a video yeah. of, them singing, of them singing a song. And right. they were going, Papa Dom's or Bread? Bread or Papa Dom's? Papa Dom's or Bread? Uncle James and Ed. <laughs> Right, that's really good. But I forgot that the listeners and you don't even know about that video. Yeah, so saying Uncle James and Ed sounds like you're trying to get a new nickname going for yourself. I don't mind the listeners start calling me Uncle James. Yeah, you don't have Uncle Vibes. (laughs) To your nephews you do, but broadly to the nation. You're not not the nation's uncle. My nephews have a very, like... (laughs) Probably a different perspective of what an uncle is yeah. to everyone else. Everyone else is like an uncle is like a old wise, you know, someone you look up to. They're like, yeah, our uncle is basically our age. <laughs> he may as well be <laughs> the same as us. Papa Dom's or bread, bread or Papa Dom's, or bread, Uncle James, Uncle James and, Ed. and Ed. See you next year. See you next year. I'm going to sit in the car manner because I've got I've got two baskets. As I come over, mm-hmm. that's just the situation. They're attached to me. They're attached to my hair. I've created plaits. And then they go into two large baskets. One has bread in it. Lovely. Different assortment. Your choice. Mm. The other one has got poppadoms. So you're quite weighed down on one side, would you say? <laughs> Bread. Pop dumbs or bread, Donald Gleason. Pop dumbs or bread. How long have you been thinking of saying that? Oh, it squeezes the slice. It's messy. Pop dumbs or bread. Pop dumbs or bread. Ask some chowdry. Pop dumbs or bread. Yeah. God, I feel like the pop dumbs or bread is quite random as well. <laughs> pop dumbs or bread. Pop dumbs or bread. Emily Atak. Pop dumbs or bread. Pop dumbs or bread. Pop dumbs or bread. Harry Hill. Pop dumbs or bread. Bread. Pop dumbs or bread. Pop dumbs or bread. Anne Marie. Poppadoms or bread? <laughs> Just figured out what you've said. Okay. Uh, anyway, but it's all it's all past history now. But it doesn't. Yeah. Poppadoms or bread? Oh. Poppadoms or bread, Jack Diddy? Poppadoms or bread? I think it would probably be bread. How do we get on to Tipex? Poppadoms or bread? Poppadoms or bread, Big Zoo? Uh, Poppadoms or bread? It's a bread thing, man. Poppadoms or bread? <laughs> Poppadoms or bread, Josh? Poppadoms or bread? Um, oh, bread, please. <laughs> <laughs> They've made it. Pop it up or bread. Oh, okay. All right, then. I don't know why. Pop it up or bread. Key what? <laughs> it's bread, isn't it? It's always going to be bread. Pop it up or bread. <laughs> Pop it up or bread, Jeff Rosenstock. <laughs> Pop it up or bread. Pop it up or bread. Uh, bread. But yeah, got bottled water. Bottled Still water. water. Pop it up or bread. <laughs> Pop it up or bread, Bob Mortimer. Well, Pop it up or bread. Take bread, please. Pop dumbs or bread. <laughs> Pop dumbs or bread, Makita Oliver. Pop dumbs or bread. Oh my god. Uh, uh, Pop dumbs. Yeah. <laughs> Pop dumbs or bread. Pop dumbs or bread, Michelle bread. Keegan. Pop dumbs or bread. Bread, hundred percent. Pop dumbs or bread. <laughs> Pop dumbs or bread. Uh, Julie Hanadouga. Ah, this is ah, neither. Mm. Fuck both of those motherfuckers. <laughs> Oh, sorry, 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 Julie. We 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 made you sound aggressive again there. Sorry. 
Actually, I apologise for the ragging. <laughs> Pop-nubs or bread? Pop-nubs or bread, Ed Shearman? Pop-nubs or bread? Right, man, it's fucking nine. No, oh, no, it's ten. It's 9.55. <laughs> I never married his sister, and I definitely didn't marry the girlfriend when I got home either. Uh. Pop-nubs or bread? Pop-nubs or bread? Ross Kemp? Pop-nubs or bread? Yeah, it's going to be sort of like Afghan flat bread. Pop-nubs or bread? <laughs> Pop-a-dubs or bread, maybe a margalese. Pop-a-dubs or bread? Bread. <laughs> Pop-a-dubs or bread? Oh, fuck. Bread. Bread. Pop-a-dubs or bread? Jesus Christ. Pop-a-dubs or bread, Bridget Christie? Pop-a-dubs or bread? Pop-a-dubs. Pop-a-dubs. Pop-a-dubs or bread? Pop-a-dubs or bread, Martin <laughs> Freeman? Pop-a-dubs or bread? Well, what sort of, oh, this is any sort of restaurant, isn't it? It's a whatever. It's a whatever restaurant. It's not themed. It's whatever restaurant you can dream up, yeah. Bread. Like, I think it's quite profound, actually. Felt pretty profound at the time, Bimini. Thank you. Pop-a-dubs or bread? Oh. Pop-a-dubs or bread, Bimini Bomboulash? Let's go with bread. Pop-a-dubs or bread? Pop-a-dubs or bread, Rosie Jones? Pop-a-dubs or bread? You know that everything your day after work... Give me that hot pepper. Pop it up, so bread. bread. Pop it up, so bread. Nicola Coughlin. Pop it up, so bread. Bread, bread. Jamie Lee has to bread, bread, bread every day. I love bread so much. It's so delicious. Pop it up, so bread. <laughs> Marilyn Russell. Pop it up, so bread. Um. <laughs> so angry. Uh, bread, bread, please. it. <laughs> Pop it up, so bread. Pop it up, so bread. Mira Sile. Pop it up, so bread. Pop-nobs. Pop-nobs. Pop-nobs or bread? <laughs> oh, pop-a-dubs or bread? Bread. Bread. <laughs> pop-a-dubs or bread? <laughs> pop-a-dubs or bread, Joe Wicks? Pop-a-dubs or bread? Naan bread. Naan bread, yeah, old pop-a-dum. Do you mean any bread? Any bread. Any bread. Pop-a-dubs or bread? Pop-a-dubs or bread, my chihuahua? Pop-a-dubs or bread? Do you know what? I'm gonna say bread. Yes. Pop-a-dubs or bread? <laughs> pop-a-dubs or bread? Oh, you know Paul. Um... <laughs> Pop-a-dubs or bread? Pop-a-dubs or bread, Todd? What are... Pop-a-dubs or bread? Pop-a-dubs. What, what is that? Pop-a-dubs or bread? Is that like biscuits or bread or rolls or bread? Pop-a-dubs. What do I know? Are they like pop-overs? No, in an Indian restaurant. Oh, the, oh, the, the, the naan bread. The, no, the big crispy things I bring at the beginning. Oh, so they're like oh, yeah. huge. Pop-a-dubs or bread? Pop-a-dubs or bread, Tanya Moore? Pop-a-dubs or bread? Naan bread or just bread? Any bread you like. Any bread in the whole world. Oh, that's hard. Pop-a-dubs or bread? <laughs> Pop-a-dubs or bread? Rafe Spall? Pop-a-dubs or bread? Bread. Yeah, hash <laughs> Pop-a-dubs or bread? Pop-a-dubs or bread, Timothy Spall? Pop-a-dubs or bread? I do like a Pop-a-dub. Pop-a-dubs or bread? Pop-a-dubs or bread, Sarah Kendall? Pop-a-dubs or bread? Bread. 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 Uh, what kind of bread you got? <laughs> Pop-a-dubs or bread? Ah, bread. Bread, always bread. What are you thinking of? It's that's like saying a toad or a kitten. Barking water was the yeah. choice. Yeah. Pop it up, or bread. <laughs> Pop it up, or bread, Jason. Pop it up, or bread. I don't know what you're asking. Pop it up, or bread. Uh, as as has happened uh, with every American guest we've had, James has shouted Pop it up, or bread at the top of his voice, and they've looked to me for a translation. <laughs> <laughs> Pop it up, or bread. Pop it up, or bread, Sue Perkins. Pop it up, or bread. Right. I thought about this. Papadoms are a giant, one giant crisp, right? Who's not going to want to begin a meal with a giant crisp? Papadoms or bread? Oh. Papadoms or bread, Simon Amstel? Papadoms or bread? Papadoms. Papadoms or bread? 
Poppadoms or bread, Jamie Oliver? Poppadoms or bread? Poppadoms through and through. Yeah. Poppadoms or bread? What? <laughs> what was the first one? Poppadoms or bread? What the fuck is a poppadom? Poppadoms or bread? Poppadoms are... And don't worry, Joel, we've been in America for a while and it normally gets this reaction. Poppadoms are like a crispy Indian... Yes, okay, I, I have had those. Indian chips, got it. Yeah. Indian uh, chips, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, you can have anything... Crisps, I guess, yeah. Anything that you'd normally have at the bread course in any kind of restaurant you can have. It doesn't have to be even poppadoms. No, 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 I love a mixed basket of bread. This seems like a real witch hunt. Poppadoms or bread? <laughs> Poppadoms or bread, Jess? But water for me is, yeah, that's the, that's how things start off. And then we move on to the, uh... Poppadoms or bread? <laughs> Poppadoms or bread, Ainsley Harriet? Poppadoms or bread? Poppadoms or bread? Poppadoms or bread? Poppadoms or bread, Edgar Wright? Poppadoms or bread? I'm gonna go bread. Um, okay, right. There we go. Oh, some booze, some booze. Locked in. Huh? Locked in. Pop numbers or bread? <laughs> Pop numbers or bread, yes, is he yes, saying? Yes, I know, I know. Pop numbers or bread? You know, if you don't have quality, you don't have a business. Nobody's gonna come back and drink it. They're gonna say, oh, that's nice. I'll put that on my shelf. I'm not gonna crack another one. I thank you. But that's not what's happening. We're in 78 countries with multiple awards and medals. And uh, I, I'm proud to go around the world and say, hey, it's Canadian. Papadoms or bread? What's that? <laughs> Papadoms or bread? Dan? Oh, Papadom. Oh, yeah. Papadoms for sure. I, I, actually, you know, I would eschew and just kiss, kiss goodbye to all Western cooking. Even this meal I've showed you if I could eat Indian every night. Mm. Well, we can change it if you want. Uh, well, uh, well, well, okay. So that would be Papadom. That would be... Uh, <laughs> Saga, Sagalu, and Sagosht, and uh, a great uh, mild vegetarian curry, and uh, lots of basmati rice, and let's see. <laughs> and I've got to rub the lamp after that. Gene, <laughs> hey, Gene, let's just go. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you enjoy, well, um, there's another, there's a, a another podcast just coming out. Oh no, the podcast is out now. Yeah. If people have enjoyed Off Menu, will they enjoy Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains? I don't, I don't know. There's, well, there's a bit of crossover. We talk about um, maybe, you know, a couple of food uh, issues. We talk about cutlery, and that's near food. We reckon it's out now. Not soon, it's now. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. If you like James and if you love Ed, you might get a kick out of this. But yeah, again, no pressure. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands. <laughs>